Hurry in during Ram Truck Month, where you'll find J.D. Power's number one brand and new vehicle quality in 2021. And right now, get 0% financing for 72 months on the 2022 Ram 1500 Lone Star. For 2021 J.D. Power award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Not compatible with any other offer. 0% APR financing for 72 months equals $13.89 per month per $1,000 finance for well-qualified buyers through Chrysler Capital regardless of down payment. Not all buyers will qualify. See dealer for details. Offer ends 5222. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Hi, it's Carl Deichler, CEO of Beachbody. And I'm giving away 10,000 free memberships a week to try our amazing Beachbody fitness and nutrition programs. Pick any program and just follow it step by step, like our 21-day fix program or the ab shredding muscle burns fat program. Plus, there's free support in personalized fitness groups with our community of over 2 million members. Now is the time, so don't wait. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Hurry in during Ram Truck Month, where you'll find J.D. Power's number one brand and new vehicle quality in 2021. And right now, get 0% financing for 72 months on the 2022 Ram 1500 Lone Star. For 2021 J.D. Power award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Not compatible with any other offer. 0% APR financing for 72 months equals $13.89 per month per $1,000 finance for well-qualified buyers through Chrysler Capital regardless of down payment. Not all buyers will qualify. See dealer for details. Offer ends 5222. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Hi, it's Carl Deichler, CEO of Beachbody, and I'm giving away 10,000 free memberships a week to try our amazing Beachbody fitness and nutrition programs. Pick any program and just follow it step by step, like our 21-day fix program or the ab shredding muscle burns fat program. Plus, there's free support in personalized fitness groups with our community of over 2 million members. Now is the time, so don't wait. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Vleeties. This is supposed to be like the fun wrestling show. <clears throat> uh, but unfortunately, it kinda, it's kind of rough. Like, I'm not feeling well still. It's been, here we are in week three of having a sore throat and a cough. No COVID, though, tested negative for that. No health insurance. That doesn't kick in for five or six more days. But here we are in this world right now where suicide bombings are a thing and Americans are being killed and even just as sad as seeing like dead children in Afghanistan right now and I know that I know this is Vleeties like the fun wrestling podcast but every once in a while like I get really bummed out when I when I do follow the news I, I really shouldn't like I don't believe most of the news anyway and then once I see some of these stories or hear these like these this what happened today was just was just insane I mean, it really was. So for those who don't know, I know that, you know, and, and for everyone who thinks like this is an American issue, it really isn't. This is this is not just an American issue. Um, Nathan Weller sent it to me today, like a suicide bomb killed, what, 13 United States uh, service members today in Afghanistan because we had the we have a window. We've been how gracious of the Taliban. They gave us a window until August 31st. They gave us a window until August 31st to to uh, to essentially get out of Afghanistan. Like we we need to get out of Afghanistan. We have a we have a, a, a time frame that we're allotted before we can before they start doing shit. And for some reason, we just abide. Yeah, sure. Whatever. Let's abide. I don't know. It just seems like whenever. And, and look, you can say what you want about, you know, oh well, Trump signed a peace treaty with these guys. 
there was no terrorist attacks on U.S. soil. There was nothing like this during the Trump era. There was stuff like this during the Biden era. You know, we had San Bernardino, and then and then Obama got to come on TV and tell me during his exit address that, oh, no, 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 there's been no terrorist attacks on U.S. soil during his presidency. And one of the main... That, that speech that Barack Obama gave was one of the main reasons I voted for Donald Trump, which I know sounds odd. Like, you know... I don't know how much back and forth it really was. In 2016, I wasn't entirely against uh, Gary Johnson. I'll throw that out there. I was like, you know what? I don't like Trump or Hillary. I'm voting for Gary. And one one real reason that I decided I, I have to vote for Trump was ISIS. So there was terrorism alive and well in the world. And I knew it had to be. I knew there was only one president presidential candidate who would really squash it out. And it's just strange to me that here we are, you know, we're not even a year into the, we're not even a year into the, the presidency of Joe Biden. And like, this is, this is what we're at. This is what we got. So it just really upset me today. And I know there's like footage of the bomb and shit and explosions. And I just, I just can't believe it. Like it really is just unbelievably a bummer. So, um, you know, we are here to have fun and talk about wrestling tonight. That's the ultimate goal is to get our wrestling on. I'm sure Gino's lurking around somewhere. Macho Punk is lurking around somewhere. But before we did any of that, I just, I just had to address that. Like just kind of the will. Cause even you go to like the progressivists on Instagram, just to kind of see what they're, what what is their audience talking about right now? Because cause everyone that I follow, you know, the, the, all the conservatives out there who post way too much, you know, all those guys, the, all they're talking about is is this terrorist attack. And the progressivists did have a post uh, talking about uh, Trump was in the basement during a terrorist attack, which I was like, what does that mean? Does that mean like during riots outside the White House? Like, is that what they mean by that? And, you know, Biden's at least on TV, like, addressing the people. It's like, no, he's on TV reading a script. Ew, what? Ew, uh, in Japan! Thank you, Ayako, for the sub. We'll get back to the fun stuff in a minute, but... It really was just such a bummer of, a, like, a news story to come out today. And then I have to listen to, like, people behind me at work. Like talking about Ew, trying to preach common sense. Thank you so much for the sub, Macho Punk. Let's make sure we got TTSs open. I know Botrix like works 18% of the time now. I think I did solve the Twitch issue as well, so that we'll get that fixed for the next stream, which will be fun. But and we're live on YouTube tonight, everybody. So if you're listening to this on the podcast, I mean shit. There's there's ways to consume, all right? You got you got trovo.live slash Vleeties. You're probably listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can go to do Twitch next uh, next week. Twitch will be back up and running. But what a fucking bummer of, a, of an event to happen today. And I consider it a terrorist attack. I know that it was in Afghanistan, so it's not like they it's not like they took down the towers or whatever. But it definitely still is in that same vein of they did something to intentionally, you know, kill Americans. Like that was that was the goal that was the mission that's what they accomplished and i don't know it's just 
I just keep I keep thinking of what we trade. You know, we look at the president. We look at the the position of president. At least I think half the population did. As Trump is orange and he's an idiot and he's embarrassing the country, and and now I'm looking at the alternative where it's like, sure Biden doesn't tweet anything weird. He's just a generic looking vanilla white guy, but soldiers are now being killed in Afghanistan. Kids are being killed in Afghanistan. A terrorist organization, a literal terrorist organization, has has now taken control of a country, of a nation. And, you know, to hear, like, Joe Biden hasn't even talked to, like, he just talked to the president or whoever, the prime minister or whatever of Pakistan. Like, he hasn't really been reaching out. Like, I understand we all assume that the president is just, it's Cooper hanging out at the White House with Jen Psaki having a kick-ass day. But, unfortunately, there's some real there's some real shit going on. So, I know on Tuesday night I, I referenced, um, the, like, a website. I've been going on, like, so I, where I watched the man get his head cut off. I went to chaotic.com. And it really is such a bummer, but it really does. All these videos just make you unbelievably sad. They're really gory. But for some reason, these are like, these are the realest videos that are out there. Like, so let's, let's go to the start of this video. This is allegedly, not even allegedly, this is right before the explosion or right. Look at that. A huge, I mean, that's a big ass explosion for like a suicide bomber. That's a really big pop. And hold on, I don't even have the fucking screen up. I got the American flag waving. Like a beauty. Like a beauty with the American flag. Let's go back to the video. I do think it's interesting that people go like, we need to just give up on Afghanistan. But if you let the... Like, while the cat's away, the mice will play. So if we got to sit around and be the world police to stop terrorism, I'm all for it. I don't know why people... I don't know why people think like, oh, America's sticking their their noses in in places they don't belong. I think that like if there's a country out there that's cutting people's hands off, I think we do need to intervene a little bit. I think we do have a little bit of a responsibility to make sure that there's not people getting their hands cut off or their dicks cut off. Like it really is such a weird argument that I hear like, oh, well, America shouldn't be there anyway. Why are we in that godforsaken country? Because, like, if we weren't in that godforsaken country, they would just be loading up on the fucking Jericho missiles. And they, it would literally be Iron Man. They would be, they'd have all these secret weapons. And they would be getting ready to, they would be getting ready to fucking bomb uh, America constantly. That's the, that's the mushroom cloud behind me. That's the, the suicide bomb. And I don't have all the details. Podcasters, I mean, it, it literally is just a huge fucking explosion. I mean, whoever was reporting it from this angle, I mean, they legit like fell over the explosion so fucking big. I mean, it, start, it starts off like most explosions. It's like a little thing. It just fucking expands and explodes. And now here's the videos that you won't see. These videos will get me taken down from YouTube, I bet. But I mean, here's here's dead people. Here's injured people. This is what that bomb did. So... For everyone who wants to play the game of, at least Joe Biden gave a speech. This shit wasn't happening when Trump was in office. All right. I mean, and everyone talks about the peace deal that Trump signed with the Taliban. But, you know, he also tweeted out that he would fucking come for these assholes if they ever did anything like this. Now, now Joe Biden did say we're going to hunt you down, which which is a lot more credit than I get than I can give for Barack Obama. Barack Obama, after the Paris attacks, were like, 
we'll do whatever France wants to do. It's like, no, no. There's a known terrorist organization that's communicating with us. We're the targets. They attack Paris because it's closer. It's a, ge- it's a geography lesson. Hey, how are we going to blow shit up? Can we go to America with these bombs? No, we don't really have enough boots on the ground there. Okay, let's do France then. In 2021, it's probably like, how do we get into America without being detected? Southern border. Let's just hop that southern border. Why not? Get a coyote, hop the border. They don't really monitor that shit anyway. And if we get caught, they'll just release us into America and say, hey, you have a court date in three weeks. You have to come back. Oh, I promise. Pinky, pinky swear. I'll come back for my court date. That's how the immigration system was working under Joe Biden. And, and, and look, I understand if you want to come into this country legally, yeah, it is a big deal that you come back for that court date. I want you to come into this country. I want you to become a citizen. If you're fleeing poverty, you're fleeing war, you're fleeing drug cartels in Mexico, absolutely come to America. We'll take care of you. Just become a citizen. Pay taxes like I do. Just because I was born here doesn't mean I get all the riches. Or kind of does. But either way. And when you look at where we're, we're catching Lebanese terrorists at the border. We got a raid from Liam on Twitch, even though Twitch doesn't even work. Thank you, Liam, from YouTube. I'm going to take a swig of water real quick. Delicious. Delicious Kroger water. But I don't know. I, I watched this video right before we went live, and I was like, geez, can I show this video? And it just seems like, hey, this is what's actually happening. Like, we could talk about how Trump was orange the, all the time. But when it's time to be president, I don't trust Joe Biden as much as I trusted Donald Trump. I don't trust the, the political party that's telling me I don't need AR-15s. And then there's fucking sh- the amount of guns these fucking guys have that are American weapons is nuts. If you've seen the weapons that they've taken from the U.S. military, it's nuts. I don't feel safe anymore. This And Liam from YouTube, this is Afghanistan. For those watching live on Trovo, live on YouTube. If you're watching on Twitch, it's a black screen. I don't You can't hear it, right? Can you hear it on, on Twitch? Come to Trovo, everybody. I should just put that in the... It's in the chat on Twitch. I just wrote. Twitch doesn't work. So, and I, know, I know what's wrong now. It's the frame rate or some shit. It's the... I'm streaming at too many kilobits a second. I'm I'm too high definition for Twitch. But but again, like this is what's actually happening in the world and it really is like look, I understand if you hated Trump and you thought he was a misogynist or whatever these silly things that make somebody not qualified to be the president. You know, we we want the president to to uh to tolerate trans people like that's the important stuff, right? That's the important like here's a bombing at the Baron Hotel this is near the airport I I wonder if this is even a different is this a different situation or is this the same bomb this looks like it was at nighttime so this one didn't even make the rounds this didn't even make the news cycle so I don't know for those listening on the podcast I know this isn't I doubt this is like fun to listen to on the podcast, but if you're here live and you're seeing kind of what's going on, uh, it, it really is unbelievably frustrating, unbelievably sickening. I mean, I mean, all the things that we've seen, all the things that we've seen 
uh, at Kabul. I mean, you just go on to Chaotic and type in Kabul. It's insane, some of the stuff you'll see. Oh, well, everybody's about the bird. Now, that's, not, that, that's a bad joke about the bird is the word shit. But, I mean, for those who haven't seen this video, this is the air, the, uh, one, of the first, uh, one of the first Air Force planes leaving the airport. You can see there's tons of dudes hanging on to the side of the plane. Like, just, you know, like, people would rather try and hang on to a fucking airplane than stay in Afghanistan right now. Like, people are, are all over each other, like, just trying to get out of this country because it was taken over by a terrorist organization. So, meanwhile, while we're complaining that trans women can't be, or can be mothers and mental health is health, the Taliban was doing this shit. The Taliban was ready to send the world into actual anarchy and actual chaos. And what we're seeing is, is, is sad. I mean, it, it's just heartbreaking is really, like, the best way, like... The de I, I read so I, I was on the progressivist Instagram account today and someone put I was you know 13 years old when I realized that conservatives are every man for himself and Democrats are we're all in this together so if we're all in this together like does this seem like we're all in this together those Taliban guys don't seem to agree with any of that and I understand there is a little bit of a kumbaya mentality about we're all in this together and look as a conservative as a republican i do think we're all in this together but every man for himself means we also are responsible for carrying our own weight and when i look at what happened in in afghanistan today it just seems like we completely neglected this in this huge problem for the first eight months of this guy's presidency we really decided to focus on uh, you know, trans rights, and we and and look, hey, that's not a bad thing, but you also cannot completely neglect that a terrorist organization has now taken over an entire country. You know, they have all the weapons. And and look, I agree. In the chat, Macho Punk says, you know, hey, I'm in the middle. You gotta you gotta listen to both sides. You know, everyone just needs to sit down and relax and listen. And I would love that, but. I mean, there's a party where someone goes on Fox News wearing a hat talking about how this could have been avoided, and a bunch of liberals on Twitter and Instagram go, fucker's probably so bald he's got to wear a hat. What an asshole. Why is that? Does that help at all? Is that, make, is that relevant at all? Does that help this scenario whatsoever? You pointing out that he's bald. Like, you making fun of his physical appearance to just go, ha-ha, got you. Like... You're just trying. You're just trying to. You're just trying to hit us with that 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 uh that headline. You're trying to hit us with that catchphrase. Look at this fucking guy. Like that's what's going on in this country. Is everybody just wants to? Every, everybody wants to have their little like gotcha comeback. Gotcha. But and look, there's some there's some things that I, I I want to disagree with Republicans on, but a lot of I just I, I agree more than not with with that party. So when people say like which way do you lean, I do say I'm right leaning. Am I liberal about anything? Maybe, but it just depends on the topic, depends on the situation. I you know, and I think in twenty sixteen I called myself a libertarian. But I think the problem with libertarianism is you kind of start to neglect how much this stuff affects the world around you. And 
You know, I'm not going to, I don't know if it's my place to tell the story, but even, you know, kids at school are nine years old and telling each other that they're gay. And I don't know. It just doesn't seem correct. It doesn't seem like the real world. But, but these videos are all out there. I don't want to, I don't want to send anyone to this website because it really is like such a bummer. And there is some of the most graphic stuff I've ever seen on this website, like bombings and beheadings and people getting lit on fire in public like it really is i mean like it's just graphic videos it's just the most graphic stuff i've ever seen and i normally like would make fun of jeff murphy for these videos but like it's kind of shocking that this is like this is this is the stuff that people aren't seeing people don't see this every day so they just assume oh joe biden's doing a great job and this isn't even dark web this is I mean, this is legit chaotic.com with a K. Chaotic.com. Watch this guy get shot as he's just sitting on the wall trying to get into the airport. You know, it's just easy for it. This Taliban guy down here on the bottom just starts shooting at him. No, whatever. This is our country now. So, I don't know. It makes me afraid for, for, for the future of my child, my, you know, my family's safety. I, I'm definitely getting a gun now. We're definitely getting guns. So... I know we're supposed to be the fun. This is supposed to be fun Vleeties cast, but every once in a while, you know, some shit goes down in the world on a Thursday. I try to have a good day, too. Like I said, I still got the sore throat. Had a really productive day at work. Really productive day. Um, and went, went to my parents' house for dinner. Uh, and Maddie Spice in the chat, why don't I have a gun? I just haven't bought one. Ew, what? Be too con. Kevin, what was that wall? Don't worry about that wall. That was the wall to Kabul Airport. There's just somebody sitting on the wall. Somebody on that wall. And the Taliban has that country. That's their country now. So, And, and for some reason, I don't think they're going to you know, abide by, hey, there's a border here. We have to stop. What, what's to stop them from taking over Pakistan, from taking over Uzbekistan, all these other countries, and just kind of, hey, terrorist stuff now. So, I don't know. Very, very frustrating. Very sad. Very scary. So, yeah, I, I definitely... Well, if we do get another stimmy, there's definitely a purchase of a gun happening. I remember on one of the stimmies, I did go to Bass Pro Shops, and I went to buy a gun, and they were, like, out. You know, guns were not for sale in Texas because everybody bought them. Everybody had a gun in Texas for a little bit. Or for, during, during stimmy number one, stimmy number two... So if there's, you know, I do need to put aside like a thousand bucks and just pony up and get a fucking gun. Because that's the way, that's just what it is now. That's this country. You have to have a gun to protect your family, to protect yourself. And I think it's silly that there's a political party who wants no one to have guns. What do you guys need guns for? And, well, now all the Taliban got guns. They didn't come by those legally. And we just left their country like, we're so sorry, Mr. Taliban. We're, we'll be out of here by the 31st, we promise. And they bombed us beforehand anyway because, oh, they're acting like a bunch of pussies. We have all the power. We have all the control. Just like that. Just like that. So let's move on to some lighter fare. Let's do what we're here to talk about. The TWFS 100. I even tried to go through my list like uh, last night and even a little bit this morning before I went to work. And I was trying to put things in order. And I think I got like a top 15 
that I can pretty much argue against anyone else's top 15, I think. Like I I think um, but let's let's go to the let's go to the people. Sonic Gino, you're alive. You're here. Uh, let's take a look. What, what do you think? Like, let me let me run this by you. I don't have Canva open, so I didn't make it look pretty for everybody. I guess Sorry. I can I guess I can do that. It'll only take a second. But let me let me name this fifteen off, and let's see what you think. First of all, Gino, how are you? How rude of me? I'm doing pretty well, man. Doing pretty well. My depression is not as bad as yours has been today but like i'm getting better staying well at least you're getting better okay we're all getting yeah. better we've all been down in the dumps today maddie spice how's your depression it's pretty good hell yeah bro maddie spice he uh maddie spice why is daniel alfredson not in the hall of fame uh he played for the Senators. No one cares about the Senators. And that's what I was. That's my answer exactly. You look at Danny Heatley and Daniel Alfredson, two guys who should be on the TWFS 100, not in the Hall of Fame, and it really just feels like, well, they did it in Ottawa. Like, does anyone care? Like, no. I, my answer is no. Your answer is no. Nobody gives a fuck. So why are we putting these guys on any sort of Hall of Fame? But Sonic Gino, let me run these names down for you. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, let me hear you out. That's here. In no particular order, okay? The Rock, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, Stone Cold. Gino's not depressed. He's a lying bitch. Bleedies is a lying little bitch ass. We were just watching Sopranos, Bleedies. Christopher's depressed. He's doing heroin. Tony's depressed. He's trying to fuck a girl boss in Italy. He got to go to Italy. He got to. Did he get to meet Kevin Scampoli joining us right here? And Kevin, did he get to meet Mayuchi? Oh no, there was no Mayuchi. He didn't even get to meet the real boss. And then the girl boss showed up. Oh. I got a lot was going on. Also, Vader is on the one hundred. I, I, I uh, got a lot of flack from Rizzo, and then I noticed we put Roman Reigns twice. So I had to fix two problems at once. Well, Vader, I. I... I, his WCW stuff isn't that good. Like, I watched him and Ric Flair have a match where Flair won with a roll-up, and it actually looked like a devastating maneuver because watching Vader fall over, he really looked like, holy fuck, and he was not ready to be rolled up. I just have never seen a Vader match that I was like, this guy's a good wrestler. Like, he's not – like, if we were giving letter grades, I'm putting him in, like, a D plus. Like, I don't know. Rezo's going to have to send me some links to, like, no, no, no. Vader versus fuck if he if he fought Tanahashi maybe. Well, no, that's just you holding Southern wrestling wrestling against Vader. That's finishes down there, and like <laughs> Bischoff made him worse somehow. Like he knew less about him. Like their finishes were always bad. What about Sting? Didn't he power bomb Sting and pin him? I see. I don't remember if Vader was dropping power bombs on Sting. Like he was definitely Vader bombing dudes. Like he's definitely squishing them. And no, you know, don't even know he did power bombs. Vader bomb wasn't his finisher till he was in WWF. The power bomb is the Vader finisher in the South. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna have to watch Vader shit. Someone said me my favorite Vader match is the him versus Kane mask match at Over the Edge, and it was really bad. So I just is that the wrench match with the wrench? Yeah, I think there was a wrench involved. I remember him and Triple H had a match with like a hammer involved. Like Vader, the big piece of shit. Oh, and then he wasn't even supposed to say all that. Like. I love that yeah. that was him just improvising. Like, get out there and just kind of, you know, say, oh, I'm on a losing streak. I'm a fat piece of shit. Like, he didn't quite understand what they were trying to accomplish with that little post-match promo. 
But I guess now I understand your disrespect, though. Like you, you literally just know nothing about Vader. He has been protecting his Japan character everywhere. We don't, we've never seen him work there. WCW, I mean, that's where he made all of his uh, fans. So if you don't know that, then this is just a, a crime. Basically. When, and when he lost his eyeball, it, like you know, that part was pretty fun. But it was still like, see, this guy can't even take a punch. He loses his eyeball in the middle of a punch, and. Mick Foley, he tosses him in the in the ropes. His ear falls off. It's like, whenever I think of Vader shit, and I was at Monday Night Raw in 05 on that Halloween episode where him and Goldust and John and the Coachman were beating up Stone Cold or Batista, whoever it ended up being. And I remember, uh, like, I, I remember Vader falling off the ring apron, and I was like, this guy is not – why do people like this guy? Is it because he's Nobody's fat? putting 05 Vader on anything. That's the dick pic year, like – Oh, like Boy Meets World Vader was a badass. You weren't psyched about that. What about Moonsaults he was doing? He was so ahead of his time. And that time he hit Ken Shamrock so hard. We watched that highlight on Fourth Hour recently. And he felt, he always felt like, and I know he came beforehand, but he always felt like a ripoff of Dr. Robotnik from Sonic the Hedgehog. So I'm watching this guy who looks like Dr. Robotnik who's losing all the time. I've never seen him win a match. Maybe that's my problem. Maybe someone send me a match Vader wins that actually like is cool. Because him squashing dudes in Japan isn't fun. Like, I know that when he goes over there, all the J Japanese dudes are like, oh, big white dude. And now here he is, like, winning matches in Japan against who did he, uh, Gino. Did he ever beat Kojima? Well, is I your problem? Gino, know. he's talking to me. That's why he said Gino. You can answer in a minute. So I'm acting like Tony Soprano again, Vleeties. I'm depressed like Tony, and I'm so mean. I'm looking at your face. You look pissed. I'm sorry, Vleeties. No, I'm not pissed. I take it all back. Gino, give me one second. What was I going to say, Vleeties? I forgot now. All right, I'm just going to go. But Vader's being disrespected. And no, he's nothing like Dr. Robotnik. And Vader knows that uh, the one of the goats of all time is Big Van Vader. Tell him, Gino. Listen, Vader was fine, but to me, Bam Bam Bigelow was a bigger name than Vader. People need to respect Bam Bam, but they don't, and I'm hating it. ECW Bam Bam. Hold on, I said something. We need it. Bam Bam to be. You know, I accidentally called you Vader when I hung yes. up. I said Vader knows. I just because you're both fat fucks. I mean, <laughs> Gino knows that Vader. Vader is good, but again, I was just on the middle of talking about Bam Bam. Bam Bam is who we need to talk about. Bam Bam. Gino, don't interrupt while Kevin's interrupting. I'm listening. Bret Hart beat him. What else did yes. he do? Bam Bam was big in ECW, man. You need to watch his ECW career. That's that right. Big Taz, Bam Bam. Taz, they, them two went through the ring bleed. All right, I'm going to go. I'm sorry. Yeah, Bam I'll, Bam. I'll think about Bam Bam. I won't interrupt again, but Vader's going on. Vader, that's can, and, and that's the thing. is like if I'm sitting here naming Cody Rhodes, I mean, Vader obviously way better than Cody Rhodes. So, uh, but you know, Bam Bam is one of the names I thought of immediately. Not not immediately, but I definitely had him when I was scribbling down names because when I do think, not even uh, ECW, whatever. If ECW was so great, you know, it would still be around today. They wouldn't. They would yeah. never have gone out. Okay, but also I think of Bam Bam Bigelow. I do think of his run in WWF in the '80s, and even him and Lawrence Taylor. Like he was trusted enough to have a match with a football player, and it was a good match. I actually really enjoyed that match. So. I give Bam Bam a lot of credit, and may and I'm not reading the chat. Maybe Rezo's in there doing like, "What the fuck, dude? You gotta have Vader." So someone send me some good Vader matches, because like when I'm thinking Vader, there's nothing about him that's like, oh, like like if we were tape trading back in the day. Because even when I watched WCW, like later WCW, he wasn't there. Um, B2Con brings up a good point. Bam Bam Bigelow's dead. 
Chris Candido is dead. We should be talking about the franchise. Shane Douglas, who we talked about last week, and I kind of buried. And I kind of stand by that. It's another one of those things where it's like, when he could have been really good, I just never really got. Now, when he threw the ECW belt down, that was great. But that was the height of his career, and that was in 1993 or four. So he had like 12 more years of not being that good. He had that moment, and then he went to go be Dean Douglas. So I don't know. It just it, it ruins it for me. And I completely agree with that. And I again, that's because of again, WWE didn't know what to do with this whole Shane Douglas. They just wanted to be like, let's see how we can do with a complete gimmick change, complete new person. Can he still be a draw? Can he still be popular with people? And he could. Can he still be the draw? Is that what you're trying to say? So yes. What, what I'm looking can at. Can he beat Sammy? Can he beat Sammy Zane or Sammy Callahan? I don't think so. But nope. I'm looking at my list, and like I said, okay, here we go. Stone Cold Steve Austin, Kurt Angle, Ric Flair, Jericho, RVD, Hogan, Taker, Triple H, and then I stand by this, Kevin, Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit, Macho Man, McFoley. I think those are the top 15 wrestlers ever. Didn't have Bruno in there, but Bruno will be in the top 100. But I, when I was like, I'm even looking at my list still, like who's left over, and I'm like, okay, like I don't think – Brock Lesnar is a top 15-er. I don't think Batista is a top 15 guy. I love Randy Orton and AJ Styles. They're not in this top 15. So I, I think this is kind of elite status. And when I'm trying to at least narrow it down, like I want to make it numerical. I want to put the guys in order of like where I think they go. I almost got deep into the weeds last. First of all, I had to go to bed right after the whole fucking show. Like that was the other thing is like once we got off the, uh, I was going to say the air. Once we got off, Trovo.live slash TWFS. I was kind of in that mode of like, okay, let's uh, let's just do something real quick. I almost invented a point system, okay? I was getting so <laughs> close to creating some sort of point system where I was like, okay, let's do one where it's like, okay, who's going to have the highest score? And I was going to go by like, how many years were they on top or relevant? You know, like I wouldn't count Kofi Kingston's whole career. I would only count like, you know, maybe new day beyond like you know maybe a few years maybe oh nine and then new day and beyond and same thing with like hogan would get like dude from fucking 83 to to 2000 and uh what 2006 i would give him all those years and say okay here's hogan's length he's got longevity on his side that you know i was gonna create a point system and i'm glad i didn't i have not done that yet still might happen but uh, like, I really do think, like, those 15 guys, those are the guys that, if you're telling the story of wrestling, those are the guys. I can agree with some of those names, but, again, a lot of those that I noticed are WCW Cruiserweight guys. And with you mentioning some Cruiserweight guys that, again, should be deserved to be on that list, you're overlooking people like Ultimo Dragon and Liger, who also deserve to be on that list for I, I absolute think, sake. Well, did I not even have Liger on my other list? I don't know if I have Liger. Liger should have been on your list yeah, for I didn't sure. Have Liger. The greatest junior heavyweight and, in NJPW. And Liger's had some kick-ass matches. I didn't even have Rey Mysterio written down like last night when Kevin and I were talking. Oh, yeah, I did. Okay, thank God. Uh, but Ultimo Dragon, now Ultimo Dragon in the WCW video games, outstanding. I have not watched a ton of his work in Japan, but even like my exposure to him, like my favorite Ultimo Dragon matches, and I think you'll agree with me, were on WWE Velocity. Because after he slipped on the ramp at WrestleMania, Vince kind of thought, well, this guy's done. And he was relegated to being an exclusively Velocity wrestler. 
But I don't know. I'm looking at Ultimo Dragon, Liger. Some of these guys, I think you can still tell the story of wrestling without those fucking guys. Because Jericho took what they did and made it relevant. I'd say, again, he took some of what they did and made it relevant. But at the same time, with Liger being able to continue his career up till he retired just last year, year before, went fully retiring and being done with wrestling and still doing the best he can to support NJPW and their junior heavyweight division. And what he did from the very beginning with the G1. And have it continue on to this day. Maddie, has his impact not continued on even past his career that much? Let's get—he's not on your top 100. Let's get Maddie Spice in here. Maddie Spice, what do you think? <laughs> First of all, I kind of agree with Kevin. Too many Canadians. It's like the NHL. What that, those 15 guys? Those are the guys, right? You're not putting any New Japan guys in the top 15. I don't watch New Japan, so they wouldn't see anywhere near it. But they wouldn't deserve it anyway. Like that—that's no. That's almost the point where it's like if these guys were so good at wrestling, they we would have been starving to watch their shit. Like, like when if when Mick or when Mick Foley, yeah, when, let's do that. When Mick Foley fell off the cell, you had to see it no matter what. Like you were gonna see that no matter what. If you had to buy the replay, if you had to go rent the tape from Crown Video, you had to see that. Nobody in New Japan in the '90s was like making me go. I need to fucking watch the Super Juniors. Now, Jericho can lie and say he was trading tapes with his buddies all he wants, but there's no fucking way people were watching New Japan with the same uh, what disparity that people even watching ECW had, Gino. Like, I, I think more people were desperate to watch that stuff. People were more were curious about Tommy Dreamer and Raven than they were about Liger and fucking Pegasus, Wild Pegasus. I can agree to an extent, but at the same time, I... Am a diehard like I love New Japan, All Japan, but that's why some people who I know will probably not be in your top 100. Oh sure, I mean there's obviously some like of these Kojima. names. Some of these names are the Gino list. Like when I throw out names and people don't know who they are, it's like, well yeah, that's Gino knows who I'm talking about. Yes. Like when I'm making people a list, watch wrestling. When, when Tanahashi is on my list, and people are like, why is Tanahashi on there? It's like Tanahashi fucking rules. And yeah. you can go back and watch his match. Like it's almost fun to not have watched his whole career because now I can go back and watch his whole career. I almost got New Japan World. It's ten. It's ten dollars American. I'm so close to getting it, but I need a weekend where I have like nothing going on so I could really fucking just dive into to this new. Did you ever get it? I still have not been able to fully commit to buying New Japan World, but I I always also am like right on that edge. Just buy it. And have like either a weekend or even just a whole week. Like, screw the whole northern stuff we have going on here in America. Just watch old New Japan. But I've not been able to do it yet. And I didn't I'm even. I'm sure one day it'll happen. It'll, and I didn't even have like. So Kevin was even bringing up women last night. And I was like, I don't know why. I just. When I was thinking of the top 100, I didn't really put women in there. And I know, like, look, I understand NWA and Powers this weekend. I loved the Evolution pay per view. If it were up to me, it would have been an annual event. They would have put numbers on it, like WrestleMania, and then like Evolution 20 would have been a huge deal. But unfortunately, that didn't work out for the for the ladies. So yeah, like people like Charlotte would be on the top hundred. Like, so it's just it really was like, what am I thinking? I'm not necessarily I'm thinking American wrestling because obviously I have uh, some New Japan guys on there, but it just was like throughout wrestling history what really mattered and by the way uh fucking fabulous moolah number one if we're doing women right she would have to be like right up there i'd say yeah even with the 
possible stuff that we nowadays in current generation don't entirely support, she would still be probably on that for sure. Well, and even like in my head right now, I'm even thinking of like, uh, <laughs> I like what Ayako said. Top top white male, 100. Maybe I should have segregated it. Maybe in 2021, where we're all about resegregation and putting uh, two two classrooms in Atlanta where all black kids and four were all white kids. Like, I, I think that's absolutely horrific. But we could have done that with the 100. And it would make it easier because, like, The Rock wouldn't be in there because The Rock is one of those guys I keep going back and forth on. Like, look, I love The Rock. I think he's really good. But he only wrestled for, like, seven years. And, I mean, who else is not white on that list? Eddie Guerrero. Look, I love Eddie. He's got light skin, but he's technically Mexican, so he's more of a luchador. He'll be on my luchador list. I mean, that eliminates two names already. Now I'm down to 13, and it's looking pretty good. It does, but at the same time, like, we do need to figure out names that should be on the list, but you're not entirely sure if Kevin would also agree. Did it? And then we could... Didn't it? Uh, did it one of those wrestling... Wasn't it like uh, wrestling with regret or somebody get in trouble for, for black wrestlers? Like, like they did a list of like the greatest black wrestlers. Didn't didn't someone get in trouble for that? I wouldn't be surprised if somebody did with how our society is. Somebody wanted to like celebrate Black Wrestler Month or whatever, and it was like, whoa! And they were just pointing out how you know these are the best black ones. Like, whoa, that seems kind of specific. Like, it, but it just seemed odd. Like, no sport is really like. Let's look at the best black football players, the best black basketball players. It does seem really racist. Although, when you do see a fast white guy on a football field, you're like, "You go, little white guy! You run your heart out. It's really fun and exciting to see you doing your thing, man. That's good news." So, I, I this, and by the way, let's just do it, Gino. Uh, best black wrestlers ever, uh, Booker T, all the way, right? Booker would have to be there with how disrespected he was for a good while, especially when he did finally come to WF. But also, if we talk about getting history, Ron Simmons would have to also be up there. Love Ron Simmons. And it is weird to, like, see him in ECW back in, like, 93, 94, because it was, like, you know, it was NWA territory wrestling Ron Simmons going to ECW. Uh, it was like, what is this? I think he was even fighting the Sandman who was still a surfer. Which is like the worst fucking thing I've can't believe I found that out, Gino. Why does no one talk about that? That should be the biggest meme in history. Like someone should do like uh like I don't know, before cocaine and it's like him on a surfboard in the ring, and then it's like after cocaine and it's him with like scabs all over his face doing the fucking uh kayfabe commentaries interviews. It's so shocking to see Surfer Sandman in his wetsuit. Have you seen this nonsense? I haven't. That's thing I think people just want to forget that that ever happened and just think Sandman as this hardcore dude and the crucifixion. No, that's, that, they want that's his Rocky Maivia. Like, that literally is the worst. That's his Flex Cavana. That's so... It's the worst fucking thing. It really... For me, when I saw that, it ruined him for me because now I thought... I thought fucking cane-wielding, cigarette-smoking Sandman was the fakest piece of shit because he started out wrestling as a surfer! He's wearing a wetsuit! It wasn't like he was like a surfer, like Matt Riddle, like, bro. And that was just like how he talked. It was, no, he legit, he was like Duke the Dumpster. He actually dressed like his profession. So people give Vince McMahon shit for characters like the goon and uh, and Duke the Dumpster and what else? All those fucking gimmicky bullshits. And here comes ECW, which is like the revolution. And Sandman's out there wearing a wetsuit like a fucking dickwad. So, yeah, he's not on the top 100 after that. Really took him off. Really ruined him for me. 
So there's so many names that I'm still like AJ's on the 100. I don't think I have to argue for that. I got Anoki on there, Piper. I was shocked that Kevin is not a ravishing Rick Rude fan because Gino, ravishing Rick Rude. Come on. Listen, we've got to talk about Rick Rude and how Kevin, for some reason, forgets that he was the first real person to truly jump ship to be on two shows at the same night. No one else did that in history. Rick Root is the number one guy. And he, and he wasn't even, like, wrestling at the time. He was just being, uh, being an interviewer. Matt, Matty yeah. Spice, I have a question for you. We, we were talking about resegregation a second ago. Uh, I think I, I have not watched Big Brother tonight, but did we lose our first person of color of the season tonight? Does Asian count as person of color? Are you serious? We lost Derek before we lost a black person. Yes. So I have noticed the trend online. Geezy and I talked about it a little on Tuesday. But, yes, there are, uh, people are starting to catch on that no black people have been eliminated. And it does feel like if there was an all-white alliance, this would be the worst season ever. It would be racist. But I guess all, everyone with their white guilt is just sitting back and enjoying Big Brother as if it's not the most racist season of all time. Like, are you – what do you think? Am I overreacting, Maddie? Like, should I just sit back and go, hey, white people won a bunch of seasons. It makes sense for a black a black person to win. But it, do- it doesn't feel organic to me. I just don't like any season that just has a, a line steamroll the entire thing, and that's exactly what happens. Yeah, and I, and I did watch that season 19 that you had talked about where it was like they really wanted Paul to win. Everybody wanted Big Paul. Yeah, it was Big Paul. They wanted Paul to win. They gave him like, first of all, when you have America vote on something and one, the, the person they can vote for was on the last year's season. He's the only character that everybody knows. Of course, he's going to get votes. So, of he course, he came second in favorite house guest. Yes. So they knew for sure that he was going to get the immunity because it was like, well, we don't want him to go home immediately. And Cody was the only one who was like, no, we got to get rid of this fucking guy. And he didn't know there was going to be some immunity bullshit power. So it really was like this weird, wow, we're going to watch Paul just fucking manipulate this house all the way to the end. And Cody was right the whole time. And I loved how fucking bitter Paul was when he lost. Like, you could tell how bitter he was at everyone who voted against him. And it's like, no, look, there is a thing is there is such a thing as jury management. We can't all just go, hey, well, Paul, you know, he played such a good game. He weaseled his way to the end. And I guess weaseling your way works. And I think this season they kind of rewarded Josh for at least if you're going to be a dickhead, do it out loud and not behind closed doors. So I don't know. This season that I'm watching now, even and maybe you're right. Maybe it is just because it's annoying to see kind of a – like even Sarah Beth is, is HOH for the week, and she doesn't break up the alliance. And Derek even went to her and like said, like, there's got to be an alliance in the house. Like, I'm not in one. Are you in one? And for her to not even realize, oh, yeah, all – like. How is Derek Frazier still there? Why did no no one's gotten out? No one's wanted to get him out yet. No one's wanted to get Hannah out. Like it really just black. it really it really just feels like this. Why didn't we just do a black season then? And it, that way we could have had a black winner, and it would have been more organic to watch these people play Big Brother. Other than hey, our skin's the same color. Hannah wasn't even in the cookout originally because she's like half Egyptian, and they were like she's not black enough. And now she's black enough because they need her for a number. I don't know. It just seems really racist. This is the most racist show I watch. Yeah. 
Sorry, I needed a big swig of water there after ranting about racism. I watched Sons of Anarchy, and they even called black people the blacks. And even that wasn't as racist as this season of Big Brother. Like, it really is a shocking show to watch because it just seems like, as a cis white person, if I went into that house and, and grouped all the white people together and said, okay, look, there's six, what is there, six black people this season. We need, and I capitalize need, to eliminate all, all of these black people first. Like, that's our number one priority. No white person can go home until we get rid of all the black people. That's like the most racist sentence ever, but that's what's happening in the Big Brother house right now. The black people all got together, and now they're getting rid of all the white people. So, I don't know. It just seems racist. And, yeah, maybe once we get rid of all the white people and it becomes like now uh, Tiffany's going to go against Derek F., and we're finally seeing the implosion That'll be a lot of fun to actually watch because it'll be like Big Brother. Because I don't mind if a black person wins. I think that's where a lot of people... Because I think the response that I'm seeing from everyone on the internet is like, you mad, you mad, like black people rule the world now. And it's not necessarily that. It's just that if this was actually a black person running the Big Brother house and getting shit done and winning Big Brother, that would be fun. Like if I I just watched, you know, that's uh, season 19 where where Ramsey's was like the only black guy and he went home really quick because he didn't really do anything. And Dominique, uh, she, she kind of aligned herself on the wrong side of the house and she went and she went home. And yeah, those are the two black people that went home and those are the only two on the show, but it would have been, it would have been way more awesome if one of them would have won. Now it's like all the black people together, get rid of everyone else. Now, finally we can have a black winner. So if, if the entire focus was just to have a black winner, we should have just had an all-black cast. That would have been fun. So, I don't know. It is what it is. Uh, none of those people are making the TWFS 100. But, uh, Gino, let me ask. Mark Henry. I think Kevin kind of snickered at my Mark Henry pick. Mark Henry's better than Vader. I would agree to an extent, yeah. But Mark Henry should be in the 100. I, I got, say. I got a videotape right here. It's either got a Vader match or a Mark Henry match. Who, who you get? Which one? I would assume Vader. You're gonna take a Vader match. You just want to watch the entrance with a big helmet. Like if Mark Henry had a big helmet on, everyone would have been like, "This guy's great." But Vader's entrance. I mean, even the Vader time song, like, and the way he looked, I get it. But Mark Henry, fucking, he would have won a gold medal if he didn't get hurt. And he didn't disqualify himself. Well, either way. Either way. I'm just saying that this is definitely. And and, and I'm making this clear. Sid Vicious, Sid Justice, Psycho Sid. Top 50. I'm saying that. I, I know Kevin was timid about putting Sid on there. Sid is a top 50 wrestler for sure. Like, as far as, like, even late WC, or late yeah, late WCW, him just being in, like, him ha- having to give the belt over to Russo the night they reset everything. It's like, what the fuck? Why are you taking the belt off of Sid? Sid at least looked like a champion. I don't know why he kind of gets lumped in. If he didn't shatter his leg in a million pieces, he probably would have had a longer career, and it would have he would have done even better things. That, too, and I also think that when people talk about Sid, they talk about some of his promo skills were not the best. So, like, that does, in some people's eyes, demote that because of some of his botches. I guess, but I don't know that everyone has those where you know that doesn't really. I like I I understand that promos do belong as a criteria for this, but it it also is like he has enough other promos that are fine. Like it's not like he's he's not CM Punk, 
But, you know, I've even, I heard MJF talk about a Fozzie CD the other night, and the world should have ripped him apart. Like, who the fuck buys CDs anymore? But everyone just let it go. Oh, he's MJF. He's great on the mic. Meanwhile, Sid's like, I'm not as smart as you think I am. And everybody's like, what? What is happening here? So I don't know. Yes. I, like, I think he's, I think he's underrated if everyone's kind of sleeping on him. I could agree with that. Just like uh, with you guys having Kenny Omega, who's still oh. young, who's great. I was young? still wondering at the time. I saw you guys both have Omega on there. And I was like, what about Okada? I know you've always seen like three matches of Okada. No one wants to watch an hour-long match. He doesn't just have hour-long matches. You just don't watch wrestling. Bret Hart had a great hour-long match. Shawn Michaels had a good hour-long match. Chris Benoit, Hunter Hearst, you can, Ricky Steamboat. You can have a good hour-long match. Okada and Omega was not that good. Um, I agreed with one of Bully Ray ripped it apart, and it was awesome. I love when Bully Ray. I think he was on uh, Talk as Jericho. He even said like, "How come these guys are laying on the on the outside of the ring for three minutes and there's no count out?" Like it just, they they have this match where there's no rules. So yeah, it's like it, a lot of, uh, and, it, and this is why I don't like Will Ospreay either. And he is not on the top 100. It really That's does fair. seem like they sit there backstage with like a with like a fucking whiteboard and they draw out their wrestling match. Like okay, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna do this and this. And then when I go down, you jump over me. It's also why Ricochet is not on the top 100. It's just it's so uh, it's so gimmicky and choreographed. It's like no, I don't really just died. I'm no. not sorry because like Puma does deserve something. He's he's there. Oh, if we do Who the, the fuck is Puma? When, Prince Puma. When when Kevin and I do the Lucha Who the Underground, fuck is that? when we do the TWFS Lucha Ground Lucha Underground 100, Prince Puma will be in the top ten. Uh, but but either way, that's Lucha Underground. I'm talking everything else. I'm talking what I've seen in New Japan, where him and Will Ospreay had a fucking cheerleader match, where they were just it was so choreographed. And people were like clapping, like, yay! And I'm sitting there like, wow, like this is really bad, and you guys all love it. Like, I, it's those matches like that where chain wrestling is great. When you start adding flips and dives and ducks and tucks and all this shit, it's like, okay, now you're making fun of me. And like, the best chain wrestling match ever is that WrestleMania 17, Chris Benoit and Kurt Angle. And the best part about the chain wrestling is Kurt Angle eventually goes, okay, fuck Come on, it. Catch the buzz, feel the sting. Okay, fuck it. And he decks him. An Alexa bomb from the Macho Punk. A cash bang raining on my head. I am getting golden dollar bills showered all over my gorgeous body right now. Thank you so much, the Macho Punk. I appreciate it. Uh, let's go through this chat. Yeah, Prince Puma. B2 Con says Maddie doesn't know shit. Uh, Tyler Spider says, shut up, ladies. Uh, Parts Made in Japan says, I like Gino's breathing. I love it, too. Uh, Nathan Weller, what's the last thing he said? Let's just find the last thing he said. Dakota said, that was great. Nathan left. Let Nathan had to go back to work. But either way, I think Prince Puma was fine in, in, uh, in Lucha Underground. But WWE, Ring of Honor, uh, New Japan, all that stuff. It's kind of just like, yeah, he's very, very, very athletic. But the Bruce Pritchard in me comes out where it's like, fucking does a million things to do a drop kick. Just do a drop kick. I can understand that perspective, and I can see why he might not be in the one hundred. So yeah, he's gonna be bumped out of that one hundo. Like when you, when I'm thinking high flyers in the one hundred, it is a Rey Mysterio. Like he gets in there pretty easily. Uh, I made my arguments for Kaz and Daniels. They'll be in the 90s, but they'll be on there. 
Um, CM Punk and Daniel Bryan, I would consider them to be high flyers in a, in a way. AJ Styles clearly a high flyer. So there is a way to be a high flyer, but also like tone that shit down. Okada with his hour long match, I just I like Okada too. Like as far as his entrance, and I know he gives a lot of credit to to Impact Wrestling for like him creating the the Rainmaker. Like, oh, I need to be more than just a fucking good Japanese wrestler. I need to have like people need to want to look at me as I'm walking to the ring. They need to want to look at me while I'm wrestling. Um, so yeah, Okada's great. But like, if I'm thinking of like a New Japan top ten, I don't even know if he. Yeah, he's probably in that. But I'm even like Tanahashi, uh, Anoki, uh, Ibushi. Uh, no, not yet. Kenny what about o- Ishii, the Stone Pitbull? Kenny Omega. Oh. Um, uh, who's the guy? Uh, great Okan. So no, I, I'm not sure like where um, where he would fall. Shinsuke, I think, gets in off his New Japan credibility more than Okada. I'm just throwing that out there. Um, That's fair for chaos. Yeah, yeah, I think I think Shinsuke's work that I have actually gone back and watched because when he had his match with Sami Zayn, I think everybody was like, "What the fuck was this? This guy's amazing. Let's go find more." And then yeah, he was in New Japan. I was like, "What? He was in New Japan? What's that?" And then I was like, I should watch this New Japan. And then I was like, nah, never mind. And then Jericho had a match. I was like, I'm going to watch this New Japan shit. And then Jericho had another match. I was like, I'm going to watch that. And then Wrestle Kingdom happens, and everyone's like, you got to watch it. And then I was like, okay, I don't like Dangerous Techers, but I do like the G.O.D. Um, I don't think the G.O.D. Tag team list, yes, the G.O.D. make it. But where is Batista at, by the way? Is Batista like – because I'm looking at – like wrestling history, blah blah blah. I'm, I I think I got Triple H in this top sixteen now. I've added Bruno San Martino, but I'm even looking at like a Batista as like someone I really enjoyed during his era. He didn't have a very lengthy run because he was like forty already. But I don't know. Do people remember Batista as like how good he actually was, or is it hindsight kind of like, well, he kind of left in a bad mood. He quit. Do you remember when we super kicked you right in the face? Thank you so much. New follower, Big Baller Brad. What up, dude? Ayako's saying Batista's not even top 100. What are your thoughts? I can agree with that statement about him not being top 100 because even though his run was short and he did have an impact, similar to The Rock in comparison, he there's not much you can really remember besides like evolution and his short singles reign, then he got injured. Yeah. And then coming back, and then they just forced him into the main event picture because he's back. I don't know, dude. You might need to rewatch. Uh, you might need to rewatch. He got Re- thrown off a car. Yeah, thrown off a car. Well, I even remember, I'm thinking in my head, like that 04 transitioning to 05, Batista turning into a baby face while he's in evolution. He wins the Royal Rumble. He goes to WrestleMania, wins the belt. Him and Triple H have that uh, Hell in a Cell match at Vengeance. Like, I'm just looking at that little run that he was having. SummerSlam, he's working JBL. Amazing. Uh, you know, he had this amazing little run, and then, of course, he got hurt. But it was still, and like... gone for pretty much a year of his career. But I don't just, know. I don't know, dude. I'm thinking Batista during that era was unfucking touchable Like, I remember, like, especially in 06 or, like, maybe 07. Like, Cena, when Cena started to get booed, I was kind of confused. Like, why does nobody like John Cena? Meanwhile, Batista's on the Blue Show, and everyone still likes Batista. He's kicking ass. Like maybe it's because he's wearing undies and not shorts, and 
he he I thought he was having like kick ass. I mean, he had to work with great Kali, all right? He had to like put up with some shit over there on the Blue Show. The Blue Show definitely was not the priority back when Cena was on Raw. And there were they remember they joked like, "Okay, we're going to have a new SmackDown title tonight." And JBL won it. And then Batista came out with his belt, and it really felt like, "Oh, this seemed like a weird demotion for Batista." But let's see where it goes. And luckily, it went to a feud of JBL. For those who haven't seen Batista JBL at SummerSlam, what a fucking banger. So, I don't know, Gino. I think it's kind of weird that you're telling me Kota Ibushi belongs on a top 100, but he never main evented any WrestleManias. Well, here's the Ibushi, I'm not sure about being in top 100. I would say someone like Suzuki deserves to be there because I get the hard-hitting, just stiff, shoot-style wrestling that he is. Just like him still going today. He's great and... Are you thinking you who's I don't even know who's you're thinking of Katsuki Bakugo. You're not even naming a real wrestler. Like well, I, I'm naming you a real wrestler. His name is Suzuki. NJPW Suzuki. Against, uh, Moxley. It was a great match. Mani- oh, I saw this guy. He was actually at the um he was at remember when New Japan and Ring of Honor did that Madison Square Garden. Yeah, show? that was a great show. Yeah, he was there. I remember this guy. I've seen that's my one match that I've seen. He wasn't in the best shape, but it's, that's not that's not a deal breaker for me. So maybe I need to watch some of this Suzuki guy. Again, watch him and Moxley was a great match again because they're both like hard-hitting dudes with stiff shots, weapons. Why is is Kojima fighting Moxley at All Out? What the fuck happened? Does Tanahashi have like – does he have like hepatitis? Like why can't he wrestle Moxley? I think they're still building towards that. Like I guess that was the original idea, but they first might have Archer fight him again as a rematch because Archer said the end of Emergence – Hey, I want you to fight me next time you come to America before you fight anyone else. I don't get it. Tanahashi needs to have this. Like, are they saving it for Wrestle Kingdom? Are they going to have like a year long build? Like, I wouldn't mind that for the U.S. title. Like, have him fight Archer and beat Archer again. You've been ducking me for this long. It's finally time for me to 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 get this fight at the biggest event of the year. I mean, maybe, but I mean, we got Full Gear coming up. Maybe we just throw that on Full Gear. Give us a little surprise. (laughs) But it really is kind of odd that, yeah, why are we not putting, like, why is Tanahashi, who I think is way fucking, no offense, Kojima, I know everyone likes you. I liked his match with Joe Doring in Impact. But they I, were, it's such a good Yeah, match. but I, I just don't think, I don't think of Kojima as, like, a, even on the same fucking, like, t, like, if we're making, you know those tier lists everybody does on YouTube now? Like, if we're making a tier list, I'm thinking, like, Tanahashi's, like, two tiers above Kojima. Am I, am I wrong? No, you're not wrong, but that's also because primarily you've been watching New Japan. When you do watch Japanese wrestling, you don't watch All Japan. I've been getting back into watching some old All Japan, so I've been seeing how good Kojima is. I guess so like he does deserve this match, and like it's going to be a great match. And I think the reason why they're also saving Tanahashi is because they don't want All Out to have too many big matches because then they would die out the crowd. You need a popcorn match every once in a while. But we it... have CM Punk and Darby. We have Cage and. But they've been teasing. I like. I'm not. I'm not making this up. They've been teasing Tanahashi Moxley, and I was just like ready for it. I was like, "Fuck yeah, it's gonna happen it all out." So it's almost like, you know, I, I'm making out with like the hottest chick in the world, and like right as I'm about to have sex, some fucking dude walks in. It's like, hey, hey, I'm the guy here to have sex with you. It's like, wait, I thought it was her. Like, no, no, no. We were just kind of warming up for me. You can fuck me all you want. It's like I don't. I don't want that though. Like, I mean, it's kind of cool. I'm still gonna probably not. But I was really looking forward to having sex with her. Ah, uh, sorry, dude. Yeah, and that's Kojima. Kojima's walking in to finish me off after Tanahashi was warming me up. 
and I don't like that. I don't. I don't like to bait and switch. So I think this is a huge miss. Um, I, I mean, whatever. Like it's fine. Kojima's still going to be a good match. Yeah, it's going to be a good match, but it's also like, I mean, it's like okay, at SummerSlam we're going to have Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair, and then like as the match is about to happen, the ring announcer is like, hey. It's going to be Carmella and Bianca. And then the crowd's like, we want Bobby because they wanted Bobby Schmurder to come out. By the way, I, I was really annoyed. I I, I was listening to I, – I might have been on YouTube. I like came across a clip of somebody complaining about, about – uh, they were telling me how over Bianca was. Like, oh, everybody loves Bianca. Why would Becky Lynch bury her? Um, I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure I watched Bianca have a match in front of a bunch of rapping fans at that fucking smoking loud and the crowd started jerking off each other because they were so bored. So I don't know. Everyone everyone tells me she's over, but I don't really feel like she's as over as people are trying to convince me she is. I do agree with that statement. Like It doesn't seem that there's, they're as over as they should be, but also it depends on like, the crowd. Some of them might have been like again cold because of stuff from earlier in the show that they weren't as invested in. It's like then they have this women's title match that turned up just being a bane switch and just being a one minute match. Yeah, well, I but even so, like I'm okay with a one minute squash. She wasn't ready for Becky. She loses. Becky's allegedly going to turn heel, but it's just I, I don't know. It's fine. Like I don't know. I don't know why everyone was so upset. Like what? I wanted a thirty minute banger out of Bianca and Becky, and it's like no, I I. I kind of liked the way they did it at first. Like, when, when uh, Carmella came out, I was like, this isn't about to happen. Like, I thought something – I knew something was going to happen. Like, I wasn't sure if they were going to bring out, like, Raquel Gonzalez as well or something was going to happen to, like, make this more interesting. Because clearly, if they were going to give us Bianca – like, the crowd – even the announcers weren't, like, making me believe this was about to happen. So when Becky came out and beat up Carmella, I was already like, this is taking a very long time. So when the match started and then Bian- uh, Bianca went to shake her hand, I was like, this is a fucking weird ass. And then the, the manhandle slam happened. I was like, that was great. But people were like, why would you bury Bianca? It's like, settle down, all right? Brock Lesnar lost in 86 seconds to Goldberg, and he's fine. So just because you lose one match really quick doesn't mean your career's over. So I don't know. I, I, am I saying anything out of school? Not that I'm aware of, no, but something that you did bring up that I was surprised about, because I just remembered when you talked about TakeOver, like, the other night. You didn't like Raquel and Dakota's match. It was okay. I I, 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 I didn't say it was bad. Uh, I loved some of the spots. I really enjoyed. No, it was a good match. Okay, I, I'm not going to say it wasn't. It just didn't blow me away. It was kind of what I expected from those two. I liked uh, Dakota working the arm and. It, it, it kind of felt like an actual fight between someone really small and somebody really big. And it was fine. It just wasn't like, I don't know, it wasn't like, uh, think it, it wasn't like EO versus uh, Raquel. Raquel, yeah. It wasn't like EO versus Shayna Baszler. It wasn't like Shayna Baszler versus whoever. Like, right. I just feel like there's been so many great NXT women's stuff. It wasn't, I don't even think it was, no, nah, it was better than, I was going to say Mercedes Martinez and Raquel. Um, I don't know. It was a good match, but it wasn't like that amazing. I think maybe I was kind. Of, the, the Grimes match was pretty fun. I thought that was okay. Yeah. And then the women's match being second, I thought was kind of odd. Like they really, for some reason, thought that we were gonna love that Cole O'Reilly ending, and then they really thought we were gonna love Joe and Cross. Like it kind of just feels like they they didn't really know where to put matches. Where honestly, 
That fucking NXT UK match should have been last, and I think yeah. that that women's title match should have been fourth. Like, I, the, the order of the show just kind of seemed like, I don't know, they didn't really... Maybe that's why I went, to, I went into that women's match. Like, because there's times where I'm, when I was a kid and I'd watch wrestling, and, like, they would show the, like, the graphic on the screen as you're watching the pay-per-view, and you would see, like, you know, oh, shit, already? Like, we would say that. Like, what? They're doing this match this soon? Like... We're not. We're not. We weren't expecting this match till seven p.m. and now, or on the, on the on the West Coast till seven p.m. and now it's like here it's here it is at five thirty. They're giving us this already, you know, like like Jericho and Kevin Owens second at WrestleMania, like it just kind of felt like whoa, this is a little too soon for this. So I don't know. It, that felt weird having Raquel. Even that could have main evented. That would have been okay. Yeah, I mean, I do think the Cole around match. They were just hoping it was going to be more than just that finish. I'm. Not sure if it was out of time they had to quickly get to it. Maybe, but that whole don't do the handcuff bit if you're if the end of the match is you tapping out. Like, I, I know yeah. I know the mission is to make Cole look like a bitch because if he doesn't resign, at least O'Reilly looks really good. But O'Reilly, yeah. no offense, you know O'Reilly kind of sucks. Like, I don't I don't know if it's just the cool Kyle gimmick doesn't really have much to it. But like when Bobby Fish got fired, I was like, uh oh. Like, there goes our safety net. Because for some reason in my head, I was like, once Cole leaves, we're getting back to to Red Dragon. Yeah, that's what I was hoping to as well. But, yeah, without Bobby, Kyle might be out soon after that match. Yeah, I mean. Like, he's in a program right now, which is good. He's in, like, the title picture with Dunn and Ridge. I don't know. I, I really think, like, the way that NXT is kind of moving, I think if you want O'Reilly to hang around, well, like, why don't we put some of these guys in 205 live matches? Like, why are they not cruiserweights? Because O'Reilly looks like a fucking cruiserweight. Like, I don't know why we keep ignoring that. Pete Dunn, look, Pete Dunn's nickname is the Bruiserweight, and he's a zero-time cruiserweight champion. Like, if, if we do want this title to matter, it should be treated like MMA, where it is, like, just because it's the cruiserweight doesn't mean it's lesser. We have a heavyweight title and a cruiserweight title. We could even make other weight classes just to kind of make it seem more legitimate. But for right. some reason, the cruiserweight title is always going to be looked down on because the other title doesn't have a weight class. True, and that's why I was thinking what they're doing with the Diamond Mine was actually going to be a way to help the cruiserweight title to at least legitimize a little bit with how they're booking Roddy. Yeah, have him be the next cruiserweight guy to help push it to be in television, in people's eyes, and have actually people care about the title because Roddy's. Yeah, great. Roddy's he great. So much more. And I love that he lost to Ilya. He lost to Ilya and Malcolm. The was like, heavyweight champion. Yeah, he was like, that's a heavyweight. This loss doesn't count. We only count loss, wins and losses for cruiserweights. Like, I like that gimmick. I like that idea. It almost would be cool even like if AEW was trying to do shit like that too. Like, okay, let's have weight classes that matter. Wins and losses matter in your weight class. We'll have overall ranking still. So when we want to have Miro beat up some little asshole like Fuego, like well, th that match will count differently than when Miro has matches with Lance Acha. Like I think they could do something like that uh, with NXT, but of course that, that then then it becomes too much. Then you're starting to hire guys for no reason just because you're like, well, we have this weight class bullshit. So maybe maybe eventually this cruiserweight title. It always it seems like we always beg for it to come back, and then once it's here, it just doesn't work. And I don't know if that's a booking issue or what it is, but WWE can constantly can't really make up how serious they want to take it right and it just again i'm curious if this whole stuff with Kashida's an injury or if he's sick or something since he still hasn't shown up 
COVID, bro. It's got to be COVID. That's all I can think of. Is that they're just that keep... would suck if that's the case. He's not. Like, he's he's good. not vaccinated, Gino. If you're not vaccinated, you got to spend 21 days in quarantine before you can show up ever again. Yeah, I don't know what his deal is either. I, I he was becoming a more and more important part of the show. I like that he went straight from that loss to Pete uh, to Pete Dunn to being champion. I thought that was really cool how they did that because they protected yeah. him really well. But didn't he even say, like, the reason he left Japan was to, like, get out of the junior heavyweight division? I think so. And the cruiserweight division is different than the junior heavyweight, kind of, since that's more like, I don't know, actually. If you would consider that the same as the junior heavyweight division. I, I, I would. I mean, it's you're not in the heavyweight division. Like, that, that's kind of what it is. But even, then that's like saying the U.S. and IC would be in that same vein. Sure, they're in the kinda. same vein as, like, they're not the heavyweight title. Like, if, if I'm Apollo Crews and I just lost my Intercontinental title, the next thing I want to do is go after the heavyweight title. Like, you want to keep moving up. There's a reason one of the video games, I think it was SmackDown versus Raw 08, was, like, major title, minor title. And it was like, whoa, I didn't realize you guys referred to these as minor titles. Like, you know, because yeah. I'd always feel like the video games gave me this behind-the-scenes peek. Like, I remember SmackDown. What they think. Yeah, SmackDown, uh, Shut Your Mouth, or Here Comes the Pain. I'm not sure which one it was. Like, you know, the game would start the night after WrestleMania, and, like, Stephanie McMahon would be, like, talking to me, like, uh, it's the first day of the new fiscal year, and we're looking to have our brand beat Raw. And I was like, whoa, the fiscal year. Now I'm, like, and I'm really inside. Now I know how Stephanie thinks. So, I don't know. It right. just It just seems like... Uh, yeah, if I'm Kushida and I don't want to be wrestling cruiserweights anymore. That's why Kenta left, right? He didn't like being a 205 Live guy. Was that really it? It's been a while since I actually remembered why Kushida. Last Kenta. time we saw him on WWE TV, he was a 205 Live guy, fighting like Mike Bennett. He was. So, yeah, he wanted to get Mike out. Mike Bennett was a 205 Live God, I forgot that. Yeah, see, how good could 205 Live have been? Like, when you think of the talent that was there. I, and even the 205 Live people that aren't wrestling on 205 Live, Tommaso Ciampa. Johnny Gargano. We could make a really good show, but I feel like even Triple H is like, I don't want to call these guys cruiserweights because it'll, de- it'll devalue the main event. And it's like, it doesn't have to devalue the main event. Call one the NXT. Make the titles the same. Just copy UFC. It seems to work for them. True. But, and that's the thing, like, I would love for them to push the cruiserweight division, but again, they have to, like, hopefully whatever their big changes are going to be in the next few months with NXT we at least will have a push for the Cruiserweight title you know, and it won't just it's die. It's so going away. I don't know why you're like holding on to like, oh, you they're need just, to be optimistic. They're just going to rebrand it. The colors are going to be orange and blue now. It's just going to be a little different. Uh, they're going to wrestle outside now. It's going to be an outdoor show. Uh, they want it to look, it's going to be at the, the beach club that all some of those nitros were at back in the 90s. Like, oh, it's going to be fantastic. Like, no, Gino, it's going away. NXT is dead. We 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 lost our chance. When when you and me and Kevin and all the and everybody was watching AEW, saying we'll just watch NXT on Hulu tomorrow, we killed NXT by not watching it live. That's all yes. that mattered to them, and we fucked it up. It's your fault. I was watching NXT and then AEW the next day. That's true. You had your priorities in order, but I really, 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 really wanted to see what Danny Garcia was up to. So, you know, I assume you like Before this. You like this Danny Garcia guy, I bet. What the fuck's this guy's problem? He's a good wrestler. From where? That's his problem. He's who, a good wrestler. Who is he? He is a professional wrestler in AEW. 
From where though? Like, why do you? Know I who have he is? no clue. Awesome. He is just a good wrestler that I have no idea about until his match in AEW. Okay, good. I, I'm not watched him much before. I'm glad you don't this, know this who is he impossible. is. Gino knows where he was born. He knows his first wrestling match. He knows every gimmick name of his. No, not he everybody. Here's a surprise, Maddie. I actually don't watch every single bit of wrestling. Why? That's false. I, yeah, that's got to be false. Nope, I'm, it's I, true. But I'm, I'm even reading in the chat hearing that I would like Danny Garcia, and I honestly probably would if he was on 205 Live. I'd probably love Danny Garcia. However, but he gets to be on every AEW show. He's been there. on three Dynamites in a row. Meanwhile, fucking and Rampage. Thunder Thunder Rosa is fucking nowhere to be found. Uh, I haven't seen Lance Acha in a couple weeks. Where's Jake the Snake at? Like it really does seem odd that we uh, that we don't have that we had to make room for Danny Garcia. And when he came out and attacked, what's his face? Darby Allen. I'm like, still, I thought he was a jobber just showing up to lose a little bit. No, they want to keep this feud going with the fake sting. 2.0. This this must be a different Danny Garcia, right? This guy's a boxer. I can't be on the right page. It might be. Maybe that's his career. I have no idea. He could be a 33 year old. Let's try again. Danny Garcia wrestler. AEW. Let's see what that does. Uh, Okay, this guy looks like a wrestler. Is he like from something? Like why do you like why do you, why is he just showing up with no character? No one's telling me anything about him. Uh, well, his character is he is a wrestler who wants to beat up Darby. Okay, he was 2.0. He was born in 1998, so he's he's way younger than me. His nickname is Red Death. No one's ever said that out loud. He, that seems like whoever runs this website, uh, the SmackdownHotel.com. They like asked, like, "Hey, Danny, what's your nickname?" Um, I'm the Red Death. Well, what's that from? Uh, it's not from Red Dead Redemption, I swear. So he's got, let's see, titles and accomplishments: Capital City Championship Combat. He's the C4 champion. Um, what are these things? Like, I've never heard of this fucking guy. How do you guys all know what who he is or where he's from or how has anyone seen his matches? I've never seen him. Neither have I. That's the thing. Yeah, I've just watched him in AEW. Have you heard of C4 Wrestling? Nope. <laughs> yeah. where he's from. I never heard of it either, but I like that it's Capital City Combat. But like, they really tried their best to make it C4. So it's like, you know, like the explosive. What's it stand for? Uh, Capital City Collision Combat uh, Championship. Well, hold on. That's five Cs. Oh, fuck. But, Gino, there is a pay-per-view this weekend. We have to decide. Yes, there is. We have to pick matches for this pay-per-view. I have no slides behind me. So if you're, watch- if you're watching this on the podcast, it's only audio anyway. So, Maddie Spice, I'm going to get your picks too. You're part of this as well because I need to know where your head is at. Well, first of all, Maddie Spice, what are your thoughts on NWA and power? Don't know a single wrestler on it. Okay, well, what are your thoughts on NWA, kind of the, what what, what do we want to say, like the the seventh or eighth ranked wrestling promotion in the, in the world? They're putting together this women's event. Like, is that, what are your, like, do you agree with more with Triple H? Like, just because you have an all-women's show doesn't mean that's, like, that's that's progress. Like, that's almost reverse progress. But what what do you think about that? It's reverse progress. Like, if women, if like, progress is Charlotte versus Sasha Banks, Hell in a Cell main event. Like, that's progress. Putting all the women on one show, which we already did with Evolution, and we saw that it didn't really work. By the way, Gino, you might know this, and I don't. Are we getting, like, Velvet Sky and Mae Valentine doing play-by-play? Like, who's doing the commentary for the show? I wouldn't be surprised if it was those two, and maybe Taryn Terrell, since she's 
managing in only two matches, so she could be involved in commentary for the others. I don't mind Velvet Sky on commentary. I May Valentine's a joke. Like I really, she must. She is somebody's wife. Like she's on. She's a part of this show for some reason that I cannot determine. So I, I like when Royce Isaacs left. I thought she would go with him, but they were like, "Don't worry, May. You'll do backstage interviews. You'll just uh, read the cue cards really well." I'm here with my best friend, Sal Renaro. Hello, Sal. How are you to di- tonight? How are you? Like it's well, some of the worst shit I've ever seen. However, I love it. So let- trying to also remember, isn't seventy three or seventy six also this weekend? The other NWA I show. I believe NWA seventy three is Sunday, and then this is on yeah. Saturday. I think there's two two NWA pay per views this weekend. They called the St. Louis. Uh, what's it called? The St. Louis the Chases Ballroom, and they were like, "Hey, we want to book a show." Well, you got to book it for the whole weekend. Great. We'll have a women's show and a men's show. That's progress. Uh, yeah. n- next week, we'll have an all-black and an all-white show. It's going to be great. So, so we also got to run that down to, for the people. Yeah, we'll have to go through sure. the 73rd. I have no idea who's wrestling on it. I assume, oh, isn't Nick Aldis Proof fighting Trevor Murdoch? I believe me. that matches. Mana is real. A hydrate has been cast. I'm drinking out of a gallon jug. Delicious spring water. Thank you, Spliff. Mucky. Let's take a look. Uh, Sky Blue versus Christy Janes. Now, I don't know who Sky Blue is off the top of my head, Gino. I know Christy Janes is unbelievably sexy. Like I know that this is Empower, and this is supposed to be about progress, but my toxic masculinity pops up kind of frequently when I'm talking women's wrestling. So people can't get mad at me for enjoying how the way Christy Janes looks, okay? Now, I don't know what Sky Blue looks like. But I'm gonna Google her. I'm gonna look it up on Bing. On with Bing, on uh, DuckDuckGo, DuckDuckGo, real quick. Tessa Blanchard is not fighting Kevin Cool. Yes, she is not signed anywhere yet. Uh, but there's rumored that she has signed with NWA. But Sky Blue is an American pornographic actress and director. Oh, TWS, just subscribe. Thank you so much, Kevin. Uh, so Sky Blue must also be a wrestler. I must be somewhere. I must be somewhere incorrect because I doubt that a porn like Pornhub is the first link that pops up. So is there a porn star wrestling at this thing, Gino? I have no idea. Actually, I've not really watched that much of or heard of Sky Blue before this. Here you go. Here's some. Uh, uh, what is this? This is GCW, right? Uh, Gen- Generation Championship Wrestling. That's not. That's not the not other. The GCW. Yeah, that's not the GCW, but that is a GCW. So she's got some cake back here. She doesn't look too bad. Christy Janes is hotter, though. So who's winning this match between the two sex pots, my friend? Christy Janes or Sky Blue? I know the answer because I watch wrestling. What do you think? I mean, I do have to go with Christy Janes. She needs a little bit of a big win at a pay-per-view that people will actually watch and pay to see. Yes, Christy Janes, absolutely. When she lost her uh, SWE Fury Women's Championship to fucking Ivelisse, we all rioted. We were confused. We all know Ivelisse is the reason Ivelisse keeps getting fired. So for some reason, that that went over everyone's head, and we got saddled with uh, Ivelisse taking Christy Jane's title. Holy shit, are you watching this match behind me? This chick just yeah. almost died. This is a good match. Here we go. We got a roll up here by Sky Blue. Sky Blue, back to your feet quickly. Chick in the red. Spin a Rooney. Into the turnbuckle she goes. Oh, what a spinning back kick. Gino, this is fast-paced action, my friend. As wrestling should be. We don't need these like slow-paced, like 60-minute matches. 
We are we not just fast sprint wrestling. We are not telling. Oh, hold on, did you just you just talked about Okada like thirty minutes Okada ago? Okada has twenty minute matches that are really fast. He fucking white on the table for like four minutes. You talk about one match, but you don't watch his career. Breather in the middle of the match. Exu, you only watch one match of his and not watch his career to see his fast pace. I matches. didn't watch that match. Oh, what a, what a kick out. What a kick out by Sky Blue. Just some good rest. And this match rolls on. What a spin kick by Sasha Banks. And she is going for that Northern Lights. She hits that move, Gino. And oh, what a close count. Gino, when she hits uh, that Northern Lights, she does it better than anyone in the business, my friend. Yes, even better than Alicia Fox, who had the second best compared to her. Alicia Fox, one of my favorites in the ring as well. However, Sky Blue standing tall. When you're in a triple threat match, Gino, what do you do? How do you get the advantage? What does it take? I believe what it takes is being the more intelligent member of this match. Oh, what a headbutt. You talk about intelligence. Sasha Banks just used her head right there, Gino. Maddie Spice, you've watched several women's matches throughout your career. What's it going to take to get the job done tonight? Hiding and let the other two kill each other. What a great idea. Sometimes it is smart to get outside that ring. Take a breather. Let the others do the work for you. I'm loving this action. Now, don't forget this match. The winner of this goes on to Hatchet Attacks, Juggalo Championship Wrestling. This is going to be a very important match. The winner gets to face the Weed Man for the JCW Championship at Hatchet Attacks. I can't wait for that match, Gino. It will be an all-time classic. Corporal Robinson will also be on the show as he's been gone for so long. Finally make his return to JCW. He's making his return. Violent J, one final match. We all heard he's got a heart condition. Violent J is on his way out, but we're on our way in to Hatchet Attacks this September. What a right hand by Christy Blue. And all ricked in the eyes by Sasha Banks. This is not Justice. This is not good for Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks but with more... This- is wrestling it may not be good but this is just good hard-hitting wrestling between these two these two these two sex pots if you will listen to this crowd enjoying them hey the hook of the leg oh my gosh sky blue got that shoulder up and you notice gino she kicks out with authority what kind of mind games does that play with your opponent I don't believe it takes any mind games from the opponent, but it does take a lot of energy out of you. You are having to waste a lot of your own stamina just to kick out from your opponent, just covering you. So I know, it's more hurting you than them. I know for me, if I'm Sky Blue, I'm kicking out with authority, letting you know it's going to take a lot more than that, brother. That's how I do things in the ring. And now you're looking at Sasha Banks. She's got Sky Blue on the ground, on the mat. And you see the mind games here, taking her time. Oh, I could be a matchmaker. Taking her time, methodically dissecting her opponent, making sure that this isn't going to be an easy one for either competitor. That's true, bro. But here's the thing: you see these two still. She's fighting back. Just this back and forth contest. You should have this match that we. You should have did your D'Lo impression. That's right. I was tr- <laughs> That's right. I was Matt. trying to go with the vampiro kind of with him saying "bro" all the time. Yeah, bro. I, I like uh, I like what D'Lo after Matt's done talking. This is going to be a long match, and D'Lo goes, "That's right. It is going to be a long match." Like he always agrees. Like, just agreeing. With yeah, Matt he agrees that. constantly. Like, oh, I remember being in a match just like this, uh, Matt, and it was, it, you know, it really wears on you when you're in a match with a competitor like Sasha Banks. We got to give this girl a little uh, credit, by the way. What's this girl's name? I think this girl's name is Vipress. Vipress. 
Vipress? Is that her name? The Vipress? I would assume it's Vipress, yeah. And then the other one's probably Maserati. Or maybe the... Oh, that makes it confusing. Maybe the woman of color is Maserati, and the girl in the red who's not in the ring is Vipress. Either way, great wrestling names. Vipress, Maserati, and Sky Blue. They really were like, hey, do you guys want to go real names like Scott Hall, Kevin Nash? Absolutely not. I'm Maserati. And Maserati with quite the kick to the shoulder of Sky Blue. Yes, but if only she moved it a little bit up higher, she could have hit her head and have the real chance of winning. But she just wants to beat up her opponent. She doesn't want to win. Kevin says that Joe Cronin does commentary for like local wrestling. I could do that. I could go to SWE Fury and call some of those matches. Do you think they allow just people coming in? That'd be cool, actually. I think if I, I, I think if I sent them a video of me commentating an episode, hold on, let's fast forward to the finish. I do need to know who wins this. Now that we've watched enough of it, it's this all time classic. Now that I'm kind of involved in it, Sky Blue, by the way, that's a lot of cake back there. You gotta wonder, is that much cake a benefit or a detriment? Well, I would assume because of the weight that she has to carry could be a detriment to her because of her having to kick out using her energy the best she can. It might just become a detriment to victory. Oh, this is a great match. This is a really good match. This is an all-time classic. Oh, what a spin this... kick. The Vipress counters. Oh, and another counter. The Vipress. She blocks the super kick. Oh, what a right hand by Maserati. This is tough. See, this is why independent wrestling needs to be more respected. Just this great back and forth action you could watch every week, every day if you wanted to, just by looking up indie wrestling around your area. And you, and you know, indie wrestling, Gino, these women travel far and wide to compete, to, to go up against the best talent. Sometimes you do need to get out of your talent pool, and you do need to challenge yourself. And the Vipress is showing us why. She's ready for this match. She's got a front face lock locked onto Sky Blue. Sky Blue counters with an uppercut. Is this match going to end without showing me the winner? This may just be a perfect back and forth contest they wanted to show Oh, you. Sky Blue! She got it! I didn't see what her finisher was, but I love it. Sky Blue is it's winning. like a standing, uh, what was it, the Seth Walker kind of. Okay, good. Sky Blue's the winning this. Friend. I think Sky Blue might beat Christy Janes, and Christy Janes is very attractive, so I don't know what's going to happen. This is going to be a this is gonna be a barn burner. Is this the main event? That might be the opening match. Oh, I don't know. They're really they're really blowing their load. And I, and I don't mean it in that way, everybody. <laughs> Fucking settle down. Let's take a little look at uh, Christy Janes, if you don't mind me saying, uh, pulling up SWE Fury, greatest wrestling company in the world. Let's take a look. So Christy Janes is this chick, the champion. For some reason, she's doing the J-O-B to fucking uh, Ivelisse. Ivelisse, the veteran who doesn't know when it's time to go home. Has to squash young talent. Unbelievable. There's Christy Janes in the ring. Gorgeous girl. Very talented. Ready to defend her SWE Women's Championship, Gino. Gino, what do you think it's going to take for Ivelisse, which we already know wins the match? What do you think it's going to take for her to get the job done against Christy Janes? I do believe with her still being a veteran in this sport, wrestling as much as she has, she just needs to use her smarts and her intelligence to get the upper hand on this young up-and-coming Chrissy Jane. And Chrissy Jane's, I mean, you look at her resume. She doesn't have that longevity that Ivelisse has, but also has not wrestled the type of competition Ivelisse has. I've watched Ivelisse have a match with King Cuerno. 
Now, I don't think I'm saying Cuerno with any sort of Mexican accent at all. I'm really saying it as white as I possibly can. However, I think King Cuerno versus Ivelisse was a barn burner. And she also had a match with Mil Muertes. So she's definitely has she's definitely had a tougher road to get to this match tonight than Christy Jane's. But don't take anything away from Christy, right, Gino? That's true. She's still a great talent we have right here. Still young, up and coming, and her getting her match at uh, Empower. It's going to be a big classic as well that she has to prove herself, just as she did in SWB Fury. Plus, she's hot as fuck. So here comes this match. Let's fast forward a couple minutes in. So Ivelisse already with the upper hand a few minutes into this match. Putting the boots, stomping a mud hole in the gorgeous Christy Jane straight out of Brazil. Oh, what a snapmare. Gino, what are your thoughts? Is the snapmare the most underutilized wrestling move in history? I believe it is, yes, because it'll, again, it can help tell the story of you getting the upper hand and putting your opponent down. When I was a kid, when I was a kid and we would snapmare each other, it really, it really helped us believe that wrestling was choreographed. Because there's no, nothing really about physics really implies that I'm going to be able to flip you 180 or 360 onto your ass uh, like, a, like a snapmare. I don't, I don't believe gravity allows me. I need a lot of momentum. I need to do the, uh, the Ethan Carter the third kick my leg out. Like, you know, the Miz doing a DDT when he kicks his leg out. I got to kick my leg the other way and really flip you over as hard as you can. Ivelisse with a rear chin lock. Now you gotta watch. You gotta watch those hands, Gino. An illegal choke is still an illegal choke, even if it's here in SWE Fury. Oh, good. SWE Fury does still go by the true wrestling rules with the illegal choke, since Taz was doing that for years and was never disqualified when he used it. It was a chin lock. Okay, I listened to the. No, that was an illegal choke. I've listened to the Human Podcast Machine. We all know that it was an illegal. Uh, there was a legal chin lock, and. Uh, what did Joey Styles call it? The Tazahajime? What was that weird? It was the uh, Katahajime. That's, I think, the actual terminology for oh it. Katahajime. You know what? I hate wrestling now. I, yes. I, I wish Excalibur was here. Matty Spice, you're, you're, you don't like Excalibur at all, right? He ruins wrestling for you. He ruins everything. Because even, like, I do remember seeing, I would, like, for several weeks, I would wonder, what the fuck is a Yuri Kamiguri? And then one time I'm actually looking at the TV and I think Matt Seidel does a jumping sidekick to like the side of Kenny Omega's head. And I hear Excalibur yell at as excited as he possibly can be. A Yuri common gory. And I was like, it's a fucking kick. It's a kick to the head. You can't just say, oh, what a kick. Like that almost made me appreciate Michael Cole. Like people like Michael Cole doesn't call moves. He just says what happens. Sometimes that's what I need. I don't need you to make up a name for a kick to the ribs. Oh, what a Yoshigoroshi. Like, all these things are not names of moves. Gino, help me out. Michael Cole also speaks English. That's a big plus. That's true. I do. And I think even Michael Cole has now switched to calling things the tope suicidas. Is that, Gino, and you said that's because they can't say suicide on TV? Yes, they can't directly say suicide. Then how come it impact? They're just saying it in a different language. It's the same It's not saying suicide. But it's it's a it's a trigger warning. It doesn't the people who are yes. triggered don't get offended, I guess, because we're all idiots. So what happened to suicide and impact? Yeah, that's what I was gonna well, ask. Suicide is still around actually. Yeah. He is currently Caleb with the K. Well and, and Impact is better than WWE, that's why. But that, that's what suicide. I don't understand as I was gonna ask you, Gino. We definitely have suicide still wrestling matches. Occasionally. So how come when suicide does a tope suicida, they call it a tope suicida and not a suicide dive? 
I think, again, it's been a minute since I've actually heard, like, seen a match where he does do a suicide dive, so I do not know if they, if Matt Stryker calls it a two-page suicide or a suicide dive. Isn't that annoying when, when someone does a Hurricane Rana and they call it a Frankensteiner? Is that the same thing? When someone, look at Christy Jane's missing the lion salt. What an athlete. Unbelievably beautiful. I can't believe she loses this match to, e oh, that was a good move there. I don't know what you call that. An inverted DDT. Oh, what a kick out by Christy Janes. I thought that might have been it. That might have been more of a drop. bulldog. That was a more of a bulldog, I think. A bulldog. Yeah, fucking bulldog. Awesome. Yuri Kamenguri. What were you saying, Maddie Spice? Isn't an inverted DDT just a slob drop? Kind of, but this was like an inverted inverted DDT where they went for they went forward instead of backwards. I really enjoy it. It was like an inverted snapmare face buster. Favorite move ever. Oh, Christy Jane's got her in the fireman's carry. She hits a Yoshiko Roshi. One, two. Oh, that was a three count. Wait, what happened? Did she actually? Did she win this match? She won the match. Did I pull up the wrong match? She pulled up her winning against. Wow, Eva. I think so. That was incredible. I do With sound like Yoshiguroshi. I sound like Michael Cole when Dolph Ziggler got eliminated from that Survivor Series match. He eats an RKO and Cole's like, "What the fuck am I supposed to?" Yeah, he's eliminated. Okay, good job. Amazing Just like match. that other great call from uh, Todd Grisham with It's it's Christian. Yeah, it's... That was a great match. Loved it. Enjoyed that thoroughly. So now I'm really unsure. Now, by the way, everybody, we're picking NWA and Power. That's why we just watched two 10-minute matches to really figure out who we're going to pick because I don't know these two women. So I know Christy Janes, and because I know Christy Janes, that's who I'm going with, Gino. Make your pick. I do agree Chrissy Janes is going to get the win. Maddie Spice, who's winning this fucking Inferno match, Sky Blue or Christy Janes? To be different, I have to say Sky Blue. How many how many confidence points are we using? Are we doing Steven Larson and that bullshit with the confidence points? I'm putting 10. How many matches are there? There's nine confidence points. I'm putting all nine on Christy Janes. What about you, Gino? I would probably put all nine on her as well, yes. Perfect. That oh, should be the opening match. Chrissy gets a big win. I'm putting all nine on all these matches. Kenzie Page versus Paolo, pa or Paola, Paola Mayfield. And she's being accompanied by Taryn Terrell. And Gen Genocide's a huge chick. Why is she not yes, wrestling? Yes, she is. She is wrestling. Where? Oh, is she in the Hex? That's the... in the Hex. Yes, the six. Okay. The big match. All women. That's going to be dope as fuck. Okay, so yeah, here, all right, yeah. let's do um, Paula Mayfield, right? The team that has genocide, the girl with genocide in her corner is going to win. Again, I say it's the girl who has Taryn Terrell on her corner is going to win. Yes. Taryn Terrell is going to help her. Who's Kenzie Page? Is she super hot? Like, I love that people pretend that this whole women's evolution is like, it really showed that you don't have to be a super hot chick to be a good wrestler. I'm like, okay, let's settle down. The, the women that we do see. You just, ladies, you just pick who you think's hotter for every match. No, I'm I'm actually literally looking at Kenzie Page right now. And by the way, me picking hot chicks usually works. Notice how Charlotte is the new women's champion. Look at this. Good this point. Is, this is cake. She she's a wrestler. She's got some cake. I don't know. I think Kenzie Page has a chance. I don't know what Paula Mayfield looks like though, Maddie Spice. Maybe she's super hot. But Terrence Terrell's super hot. But hold on, let's take a look at Paula Mayfield. See what we get. Oh, oh no, that's not her. Um, Paula Mayfield. Is this not, is this ninety day fiance? Is this not a wrestler? I'm sure she is a wrestler. She would have to be. I'm picking this chick. This chick's gonna win. I don't know if she's actually the one who's wrestling. 
I'm picking Paula Mayfield. Again, I am as well because of her having Taryn Terrell in her corner. They're going to be pushing Taryn's group. Are you, who are you going with, Maddie Spice? You're going against us again. You're going to put all your confidence points yeah. on Kenzie Page. You are going to get every fucking yeah. match wrong. It's Wrestling 101. The hot chick wins, okay? Why do you think Candice Michelle was the women's champion? Uh, we have a triple threat match between three different promotions. We have Chick Tormenta from AAA taking on Gino's favorite, Diamante from AEW. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Maddie Spice's favorite, Kylie Ray, representing the National Wrestling Alliance. Now, Maddie Spice, just so you can't be the hipster and pick who I, who we pick, pick against us, who are you picking for this triple threat match? Kylie May. Good pick. I think it's a solid pick. That's kind of who I was leaning towards because it's, it's an NWA show. Why not put over some of the NWA talent? Gino, tell me why Diamante is going to win. I'm going to tell you why Kylie Ray is going to win. That's because she has a match against Mickey James at the next show, uh, 73, NWA 73. Oh, the next night she's wrestling Mickey yes. James? Okay, yeah, Kylie Ray is going to win. That's kind of weird that they would have this match right here then. At least Just to give her a big boost because she's not been like on television or pay-per-views in quite some time. Honor is real. Mana is real. Thank you so much, the Macho Punk. Keezy just wrote in the chat, don't get vaxxed. I don't know what he means. Because like the last show she was supposed to be on was uh, that Slammiversary or I think it was Slammiversary where she was supposed to face Deanna, but she retired. Yeah, why? How come she bailed on AEW and then she bailed on Impact and now she like again AEW? We think it's from bullying, but we don't know again if Brandy actually is a good person. Not so we well, are on one side on that, but her again, Kylie. I do worry, like, if it is her mental health, it's just she just can't handle it sometimes. That's mental she, health like, is breaks. health, okay? Mental health is health. But also, um, I don't know, fucking, like, what? <laughs> like, yeah, Kylie's stuff, yeah, we, I don't know entirely why she leaves. But, yeah, I do. Again, hopefully she's fine, and hopefully she'll be able to be committed to whatever deal she has. But then, then yeah. I don't know. Brandy seems like a huge piece of shit. I can't wait to watch this Roads to the Top where everybody's like, oh, she is a monster. Uh, let's take a look at the, the NWA Women's Invitational Cup gauntlet match. A gauntlet match. We have bro- That the- sounds fun. This sounds awesome. Yeah, plus, this plus, is going to be great. Plus, it's got Chelsea Green in it. This is going to be good. We got Bianca Corelli. I don't know who that is. Taking on Chelsea Green. I know who that is. Debbie Malenko. Is that Dina Malenko's daughter? I believe or sister. I mean, they're in the sister? Malenko family. I'm not what sure which she's old. What is she, 60? Right. All right. Uh, Lady That's Frost. That's a, She's the ice chick. Jamie Senegal with Pollo Del Mar. This is a lot of fucking confusing things. Uh, Genocide, the big chick. Oh, Kira Hogan. Okay, Kira Hogan's in this match. Masha Slamovich. That's a cool name. Thunder Kitty and Tootie Lynn. Now, Gino, I just read a bunch of things that... Now, when I say names from, like, New Japan, sometimes Nathan Weller... And Maddie Spice go, what the fuck are they talking about? Now, this is one of those times where I'm saying, what the fuck is Billy Corgan talking about? Now, I'm going to go ahead and just throw it out there. I think Kiara Hogan wins this match. Genocide. What? See, those are two good picks, and I do believe Genocide is going to win as well because Darren Terrell. They want to push her group. Darren Terrell is leading this monster group that's going to dominate. Yeah, but Genocide and Chelsea Green are going to, like, eliminate each other. And then, meanwhile, Kira Hogan's going to have an awesome end, end of the match with Mama Slamovich. So, I'm picking – Kira Hogan's the best end dot period. I don't know why you guys don't remember that. So, uh, nice. nine confidence points on that match. 
Now, uh, real main event, not sure why it's listed right here. This match should be going on last. Uh, and I know I know that I just said that. Gino's going to be the only person that agrees with me once I read the names. And maybe Rezzy. This is true. Uh, Melina Perez, formerly of MNM fame. She used to date Johnny Nitro. Then she posted his dick. It, didn't she post, like, his Viagra prescription on the internet because they broke up and she was, like, upset? Like, this guy's got a weird dick. Like, didn't she do that, Gino? I think that's what she did again. It's been a minute since I looked up like when yes. they broke up and shit. Is that what she did, Maddie? Yes. And she's hot as fuck too. She's got news out there. You can find them. Tiana Perazzo is the uh, the Impact Knockouts champion. So this is a singles match for the Knockouts Championship on an NWA show. Molina's the crafty veteran. However, Tiana's never losing a match ever again. Gino, I'm I'm putting it right here. Tiana's gonna make Molina tap out, even though Molina's really flexible. Listen, I do think she could make Melina tap up, but what's going to happen is she's going to knock out Melina with that fucking pile driver she does. She's going to win. She has to win. Deanna can't lose at this pay-per-view. No, yeah. Deanna's not losing. Maddie, are you picking Melina to be, to be the contrarian, or are you going to wake up and pick Deanna? I'm picking Melina because if she does win, she'll just blackmail her. So she doesn't really have a choice. Could be. Could be. But either or, let's take a look at this next match. The Hex the Hex Hell on Heels winner versus the Velvet King Free Babes winner. What the fuck are these words that they're giving me? These are two other matches from uh, later. You have to go up and then we determine that one. So there's two other matches. Before. So matches are happening tonight to determine... Another match, yes. Okay. So, so two I'm going up. So... The Hex is Allison K versus Marty Bell. They're taking on Hell on Heels, which is Renee Michelle and Sahara Seven. So the winner of that. Now, who's going to win that match? You know, this is tough. This is double I'm, picks. I do got to go with the Hex because Allison K is one of the best. They got. They need to really push her again in NWA. For those who don't remember, uh, Renee, Renee Michelle was Drake Maverick's wife uh, during this. What? <laughs> they're not married anymore. I mean, uh, no, they. Well, maybe they're married. I don't know. I'm not even sure. Yeah. But I think the Hex is definitely going to win. I think Marty Bell is very underrated. Um, I think Allison K is overrated. Let's make that. What? Let's make that clear. Um, Gino, or not Gino, Maddie Spice. You're obviously going with the Hex, right? Sure. Okay, good He's pick. He's agreeing with us, fine. That's good. a good pick. I got to be honest. I'm kind of jealous of that pick. So, now there's another match. So, this is so fucking confusing. Yeah, so we got to do Red Velvet and Lean King, which is another chick from uh, Dark, versus the Free Babes, which is Jazzy Yang, Hollywood, this Haley is, J. This is bullshit. They're charging people to watch this. This is so weird. Yes. Okay, and there's so not... So we have two matches, which then gives you a third match. Isn't there, other, isn't there other female legends that should be on the show? Like, what the fuck is this? Why are they're we? They're gonna having... have probably backstage. Where's stuff? Trish Stratus? Yeah, where's Trish? Where's Trish? That's to be contract. Where's Lita? Where's um? Where's uh? Where's Molly Holly? WWE contract. Where's um? Where's Ivory? WWE contract. Where's Jazz? Uh, she's actually part of the show. Her, Medusa, Gail Kim, and Mickey James are running it. What, what do you mean running it? Why aren't they wrestling it? What the fuck? Because yeah, they're promoting the show. It's a women, all the women. It's a women in charge of the two. Can you imagine? It's a whole women's promotion. I mean, women behind we it. could so fix this event. I don't give a fuck who owns it. I want to see them it wrestle. It's a yeah. full women promotion. Can you imagine if we had fucking Gail Kim 
and Madison Rain against the Hex. That's way better than this bullshit we're getting. What if we had it's, Mickey James versus Medusa? That'd be fucking awesome. Like, why are we giving us these big matches to help push this young female talent? They, they, uh, honestly, there's one big match on this show, and it's not even that big. Parazzo versus Molina. That is a big match, actually. Yeah, but, That's yeah, a mess. Is it that big? Like, is it? It's not as big as fucking Batista versus JBL at SummerSlam. Um, so Red Velvet and her partner, they're going to win, and they're going to lose to Allison and M- Marty Bell. That's the, how that that's how that breaks out. You agree, Gino, right? Yep, I do agree that Lynn King is going to win, then lose. I yeah. disagree because I hate Red Velvet. I oh, think she's like the worst wrestler How come people don't like Red Velvet? Why, Maddie, why don't you like Red Velvet? I, she, just, she just annoys me. Is it you don't like when the announcer goes from your mama's kitchen? You're not a fan of that. It, that that's stupid. I hate the fact that she's still in a feud with Britt Breaker. Let Britt Breaker <laughs> fight someone good like Ty Conti. And well, she is gonna fight someone good. That is Chris Statlander at All Out. None of in us two weeks. Chris Statlander yeah. fucking sucks. Yeah, none she of us like Chris Statlander versus Britt Baker. None We're of not us not doing Red Velvet. None of us like Chris Statlander. You know, I don't know if that's a name that you're like. You're on that. You're on that train. And I, normally, I'm with you on every train you get on. Where you'll tell me like, "No, you're really gonna like Isaiah Swerve Scott." And I'm like, I don't know. Just true. I'm like, Swerve's great. Yeah, I'm like, he kind of sucks. And then I watch like one match of him versus like Bronson Reed. And I'm like, okay, fuck it. This is the best wrestler alive today. So, yeah, I am very easy to win over, but I am not a big fan of uh, of Statlander. Look at she's Chris, I've only been enjoying because of the best friend stuff they've been doing with, like, BT. Is she still supposed to be an alien? Yes, she is an alien. Oh, fuck. That's her character. We should cut her open and find out. Um, So, and then the main event for the NWA Women's Championship. match of the night. Layla, legit Layla Hirsch taking on Camille Brickhouse. Camille wins seven to one. Yes, Camille has to win. It's gonna be the great match, the great com- yeah. contrast of styles. I think it'll be fun. How come Thunder Rosa's not making a cameo? How come? Because AEW. Yeah, but I mean, I have to watch Diamante. Why can't I watch other? Diamante's bad. I gotta watch Kiera Hogan. Isn't she all elite now? Like, I gotta watch Red uh, Velvet. Not fully signed yet. I gotta watch Layla Hirsch. I'm watching a lot of AEW, but for some reason, I'm not watching the good parts of AEW. Yes, because not everyone can. Yeah, Melissa is it on the show? They're charging me twenty bucks to watch this one, and I don't even pay to watch Dark. Like this feels like an episode. Of, like some of these matches could be on Dark. Like Diamante Kylie Ray would they be are. awesome on Dark. So yes. Christy James. If you look enough. If you look enough, it'll be on Dark. Well, we got a hundred episodes of Dark. Already like twenty into Dark Elevation. You're gonna find it probably. Parazzo versus Molina is gonna be really good, but that could be on. That should be last. I don't know. Whatever. So what an amazing show. Make sure you use the go to fight.tv. Use the promo code Vleeties to pay full price for that pay-per-view. Now, the following night. Which you could also pay for a bundle, which I think it's only $30. You could get both the vets. Oh, that's actually. These I don't know why that's not, that sounded like a good deal. I was like, oh, it's a that. fair deal. It's at 20 for both. Yeah, that's fine. 2020. All right, everyone, put your dicks away. We're going to talk about the dudes wrestling now. All right. Or you know what? Keep your dicks out. I don't know. Hey, we'll see what happens. So we do have a battle royal to determine the number one contender for the national champion. Um, now, if I could be honest with you, I don't know who the national – oh, the national champion is Chris Adonis. Chris Masters is the current national champion. So who's going to win this tournament to – or who's going to win this battle royal, Gino, to become number one contender? I have no fucking clue. I'm not entirely sure who they could sign either. Like, that's the thing. There could be so many people, like, 
again, Ric Flair is apparently going to be there, so he even could be one of the 12 participants for all we know. Ric like, Flair's uh, son is going to win. Which one, David? David Flair's going to win? Sure. Who's going to win this fucking battle run? I don't even know who's rumored. Sal Renaro yeah. could win. That could be fun. They like to... Uh, Marlo Ronaldo? Marlo Ronaldo could win. That would be really fun. I don't know who's going to win. I don't know. <clears throat> when you're having a battle royal, they don't tell me who's in it. It's really fucking hard to root for anybody. Yeah, that's exactly, That's why they want to have it just be a big surprise. So you got to watch the show to see who these 12 men will be. Maybe Corporal Robinson will be in this Deep Ryan is showing up. Yeah, maybe Deep Ryan's going to show up. I mean, there's we have that forbidden door, and it really seems like they, yeah. they slammed it shut for this night. Like this get nice... Braun in there, get Buddy. Yeah, well, Braun makes sense for NWA, but I don't know how much Billy Corgan's paying these dudes. Braun's making thirty k a booking. Um, yeah. Number one contender, I don't know who's gonna win. Skip it. I put all my confidence points on that match, and I don't know who's gonna win. Um, Ty- <clears throat> Tyrus and Jordan Clearwater. Jordan Clearwater, I actually like. I haven't watched NWA in a few months, but I like Jordan Clearwater. He's a Dallas guy, and the Masked Man. Who's the Masked Man? Gene? I don't even know who that is. I forget what again he was on NWA before as his like actual, but not NWA in a uh, AEW before as his actual like real wrestling name. I'm trying to remember who the masked man is. It Preston. Is. Hold on, I'm joining with NWA. Okay, DePope and uh, Odson and Pero, which they're two big fucking guys. Tyrus wins. I think the heels win. They have a they have a manager. Austin Idol helps them win the match. A lot of booze in the arena with no people in it. Uh, I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Gino, did you find out who it's going to be? Yes, it's uh, the masked guy and is uh, Robert Anthony. He was Danny, Danny Garcia. No, Robert Anthony. Ego Fantastico was his like, other gimmick name he's had before, but it's Robert Anthony. Cool. So I, who's going to win this match? I think Tyrus and the masked man and Jordan. Yeah. Heels are going to win, and then that means Maddie yes, Spice. Because Austin Knight. Maddie Spice. No, I got to pick Tyrus. Oh, he loves Tyrus, I guess. Uh, Fox News anchor. Austin Tyrus. I was going to give them the win. Austin I was the bad. Tom Latimer, Crimson, and Tim Storm. This is a brawl in the loo, which probably just means St. Louis. What the fuck is this? How do they build this? Why is Crimson, like, what happened? Why is Tom Latimer, Crimson, and Tim Storm in a triple threat match? Uh, do, do you know any of these storylines? Do you know, or are we just picking blind? I have sadly not been catching up on the storylines currently. So I know I'm exactly why they're fighting. Tell me, Maddie, what's going on, bro? So these three people are under contract, and they have to fight at a pay-per-view based on their contract. Uh, okay, interesting. Help? So not really much of a storyline, just more of a, hey, you guys have to do this. There you go. I'm picking uh, Tom Latimer. I feel like they they love Tom Latimer there. He's he's going to be next in line for Nick Aldis. I think they're waiting for that breakup to happen, and that'll be our main event at, at uh, NWA Empower 2. Who are you picking? Uh, who are you picking, Gino? Where are you going? I'm with how much of the history NWA has with them. I gotta go with Tim Storm. Tim Storm. Oh, okay, uh, Maddie. Now you don't know who to pick. I picked one guy. I, I gotta pick Tim Storm. Whoa. He's a cool man. You I don't know any of the wrestlers. So I'm gonna be Tim Storm. Oh my god. The teacher Tim Storm. Yeah, I was gonna say. Well, since we just are we only picking guys with Storm as our last name because James Storm, <laughs> James Storm is wrestling Chris Adonis for the national championship. And I actually think James Storm wins this match. I think that he left NWA. Uh, you know, he wanted to work during COVID, and they weren't having matches, so he went to Impact. And he's he's been done with Impact for a few months. 
uh, didn't he lose to Moose and like that was the last time we ever saw him? So that was his last match. Yeah, so now he's back in NWA. I think he fits well here. So I think it's going to be cool to see him win the national title. Gino, agree with me. Listen, I would agree with you on anyone else, but they're really pushing Chris Adonis after he finally won that belt just recently, like a few weeks ago. He got to keep this belt. It's too early for him to lose. Matty Spice, who's who's winning the belt? Is it James Storm or Adonis? James Storm. He has a cool last name. That is a fucking sweet ass last no name. No one likes the Adonis. No one likes the Adonis. The Miz, like Damian Mizdow, Aaron Stevens, is Aaron. teaming up with J.R. Kratos. I thought they were breaking up. I guess they made up. They're defending their tag titles against La Rebellion from AAA. I think AAA shows up and takes these fucking belts. Aaron Stevens and J.R. Kratos break up. We have a fun little AAA tag team as our tag champs. Say I'm wrong, Gino. I can't, man. I do think that's what they're building towards is for us to have J.R. Kratos and Aaron Stevens feud so then Aaron Stevens could be a singles guy and go once more against Nick Aldis for the title. Oh, that was so bad. I don't know. I, We're I really, going to do it again. I really feel like coming out of quarantine, Run it back. Aaron Stevens did not work out his body during quarantine. When he showed up, he was not ready to wrestle a match. Matty Spice, who's winning, man? Aaron Stevens, baby. Oh, uh, you just, you're a mark. You're going to watch it whether you yeah, like it or not. Loves it. Mickey James versus Kylie Ray. Mickey James loses. She puts over Kylie Ray, makes her look good in NWA. We have a new Bailey. We can put her up on the posters. Uh, we don't even, I don't even need to hear you guys pick. Uh, Camille or Layla Hirsch, whoever the champion is, they're taking on the winner of that Gauntlet Cup match. Now, I said that was going to be um, Kira Hogan, right? Yes, you did. I said it was going to be Kiara Hogan. She's going to be taking on Camille. Camille's going to win. What? So you pick genocide. So you think it's going to be genocide versus Camille? Yeah. Who's going to well, win? I think that's going to be a bigger match, and I do think that's going to be when they give the belt to genocide. So that way, Terrence group has the title. Camille just won the fucking belt. Now I don't mean to take this so seriously, but you're really going to pick Camille just won that belt, and before NWA went on their hiatus because of COVID. Camille was already like their biggest star, and all of us were like, "Why is she not the champion?" Well, right. <laughs> like, I why, just think it's she's because... not going. Yeah, she never went to Dynamite. Like, she should have been on Dynamite, winning this belt from Serena Deeb, from Thunder Rosa. Like, those three are the main three when it comes to NWA. So it's weird that you think that she's already going to lose it to Genocide. I do just think because of how, again, my idea of how they're booking is they're wanting to push Territorial's group to be this big, massive group, and having the belt would help. So Genocide, I think, should win because Territorial is going to help her win. Now, Maddie Spice, you also picked Genocide to win the gauntlet. Are you picking Genocide to beat Camille? Why well, Leah Hirsch's? We're going off my previous picks. Oh, that's right. So oh, okay. Lay Layla versus Genocide. Layla just won the belt on Saturday. Does she su successfully defend it on Sunday? No. Oh, you're two title changes in a weekend? That is empowering, and I agree. I like that now. Uh, Nick Aldis, Trevor Murdoch, main event. If Nick Aldis wins, Trevor Murdoch has to retire. If Nick Ald or if Trevor Murdoch wins, he's the NWA World's Heavyweight Champion. He gets to hold Sweet Charlotte, the 10 pounds of gold. I, I cannot imagine Trevor Murdoch holding that belt seriously, but the storyline does kind of dictate he – I mean, people are behind this guy. If you watch NWA, he is like the beloved baby face. He's like us here in Georgia. We're all fat, too. And I, I don't know. I like Trevor Murdoch, but he's a great national champion. He's not ready to be – are we really going to give up 
What Nick Aldis has been champion for over 500 days. Does it end with Trevor Murdoch or does it end with Tom Latimer? So I don't know, Gino. Who are you picking? I don't think Jethro Holiday has a chance. So Nick Aldis got this. Yeah, stand up is not going to win this belt. Uh, Maddie Spice, are you picking Trevor Murdoch, my friend, or are you picking Nick Aldis? Trevor Murdoch's going to go over. Uh, but, but is he going to win the belt, or do you think he's going to go over like he's he win by DQ? What do you mean? I I think he's going to win by like DQ or some shit. This is yeah, it could be. Leedy's brought up JBL. They don't want him with the champion, but they don't want him to retire either. Dude, I'm t- JBL is in my top 100. If we could get back to my 100, if I bring out my spreadsheet, you will see that there is JBL in there. JBL's on that the list. The goon better be in there. The goon did not make it. However, what are your thoughts on that? Jericho thought he was going to be the goon. And like, Maddie, what what do you think? Is that is there any legitimacy to that? Do you think that they were going to bring? They were going to bring Jericho in and put him in the hockey stick because he's Canadian? No. Do you think he could have made that work? Because I honestly, now that I'm thinking about it, if anyone could have made it work, it's the guy whose dad played in the NHL. Like, why are you so afraid to be a hockey player? Your dad was a hockey player. Get out there and sell some hockey sticks, damn it. I think it would have worked out well, Matty Spice. Like, can't you imagine Jericho with a hockey stick at this gimmick beating dudes up? Jericho got a the guy who drove the lighting truck over. I feel like he could get a hockey gimmick over. That's true. That absolutely could happen. Now, before we go, let's just look at this TWFS 100 a little bit. Kevin just ate another Whopper. I'm telling you, I had Dave's single on Monday, and it made me not want fast food anymore. Like, I really am, like, afraid to eat. Now, I'm looking at this 16. Is John Cena in the top 20? I could see him in the top 20. I feel yeah, like, he defined a whole generation. I feel like he's he had more longevity than Austin. He's had just as much longevity as Hogan. Like you could definitely see him being in the top twenty. Like I don't think that's too far fetched. Now, now I'm not organizing these guys yet numerically as far as like okay, Michaels one or Austin one or Hogan one. I like I feel like Hogan's number one, but like I don't know. Like that just seems like so easy or so hack. Like I want to be cool and say Bret Hart is number one. Because Bret Hart had a legitimate tag team career. And he had a really great tag team, to be honest, with fucking the Hart Foundation. And I don't know why I keep forgetting to write down British Bulldog. British Bulldog's one of the best. I don't care what you guys say. Gino, British Bulldog, top one. British Bulldog is absolutely should be there. uh, Even though, again, I considered him... Like, actually, Singles Row was actually his best part when he was just bizarre and wanted to go for that title it was his WWF championship wow. that he never got so yeah Bulldog definitely should be in the top 20 the 20 is rough because now I'm at the I'm like I got three slots left 18 19 and 20 and I like don't want to say Edge like I'm looking at Edge's name and I'm like I remember watching Decade of Decadence thinking Edge is fucking great like yeah. how is Edge not in this on this top 20 but I don't know like I I I remember I now I loved Edge, but I don't think Edge moved the needle if I can be that that kind of a critic. Where I don't think when I like when I was watching wrestling in the mid two thousands and I would want to show my friends wrestling, I don't think they actually wanted to watch Edge. Like same with Christian, I love Christian. Um, Christian's getting on for his time and impact. I feel like I don't know why. Hell like, yeah! Like I I really enjoyed Christian Cage in TNA in oh six oh seven and and oh eight like. He probably legitimately was my favorite wrestler for those three years. And I remember I had the DVR. I would DVR Impact Wrestling, and I would go to my mom's, and I wouldn't be able to watch it. 
and then I would get to my dad's house and I would get on the DVR and out of all the wrestling shows I would watch Impact first on Spike TV it was really fucking good um, and again even during that time Impact knew how to make a one hour show perfect yeah it felt it, like it was two hours long even though it was just one hour just so much in your face actually and you perfect. always wanted more you always like yes. that, that's the problem with Monday Night Raw where it doesn't leave you wanting more. SmackDown, even with its two hours, still leaves me wanting more sometimes when I'm done watching it. Like, or when the, when the main event's starting, I'm like, holy shit, like, this is already over? Like, Raw doesn't have that effect. Raw, Raw I've been to Monday Night Raw live during the three-hour era. They programmed bathroom breaks into this fucking show. Like, I, I was there when Titus Worldwide came out. And I was like, oh, it's time to go potty. Like, they, they definitely know when it's time to fucking wrap this shit up. No one's really going to care. The audience is getting tired. We can just put whatever we want right here. It's not a big deal. Like, they know that they're not leaving me wanting more. They're fucking really fucking... They have a gigantic shovel, and they're like, you better eat all this fucking dirt. I'm like, I don't know if I really want to eat that much dirt. So, I don't know. It really does... It, like, I think that Impact did a great job during that era with Christian. And when they went to two hours... Uh, was that that show? It had to be that show. Barbed wire steel cage match, Rhino, Christian Cage, fucking one of the greatest cage matches ever. Um, True. They had some good matches. If I could be a mark for a little bit, you know. Rhino versus Christian in the eight mile street fight at Bound for Glory. Again, just that entire Bound for Glory card was so good. Even with the whole stoppage they had at the beginning, well, early on, because oh, yeah. the building was going to get shot fire. Yeah, it was a huge fire, and they had to like, stop Bound for Glory. Gino Braun for Glory is happening this year. We we heard yes, Scott, it is. We heard Scott Tamore make a funny joke at a baseball game. He was at Easter a egg. he was at a Toronto Blue Jays game with Josh Alexander and some Asian chick. Who's that chick? Uh, that's uh, Josh Alexander's wife. Yeah, wife. Oh, I didn't know mother that. of their child. Okay, and uh, George the Iceman <laughs> is there too. So they're having in and I guess but did Buddy Murphy debut tonight on Impact? Said he was not there, so good. That was just a tease. Wow! Scott Demore knows how to tease and get people's attention. And they did. He did make a joke that Braun for Glory is coming up. So I and I wonder. I mean, it seems like Braun makes sense in Impact Wrestling. He makes a lot of sense kind of everywhere. Honestly, when he left WWE at first, I was like, he's not gonna fucking go anywhere. And WWE will bring him back. Now here we are getting Braun for Glory reference. NWA would be fun. New Japan would be fun. MLW would be perfect. And where is MLW? What the fuck's happening? They're waiting to do tapings, I guess. When? Well, why would you do? Who a, knows? Why would you do a live show like a battle riot? Hey, we're back. We're season the new season starting, and that was on July 10th or 12th. Here we are on yes. August 26th, and I have no. There's been no follow up on Hammerstone versus Fatu. Because they're probably wanting to get their uh, Azteca underground also set up like they want their dojo, their temple made. You need to finish the temple. You can't build a temple in a month? You could <laughs> still do Fusion. Too much to build what, the temple. What about Fusion Alpha? Remember they were like, we have another, we have, a, uh, yes. <laughs> we have another new show coming. Where the fuck are all these wrestling shows? Like I know that what I'm talking about is unbelievably specific. Like I think me and 40,000 people watch, watch uh, Fusion, but it really is like this seemed like that battle riot could have went, I don't know, like I could have passed that around to everybody. Hey, you guys will like this. This was a really good show. And it just seemed like that they had so much momentum coming after. Like, I don't know. It just seemed like they 
They had momentum even when they went on break. People were talking about MLW, like WWE is going to partner with MLW. So many things are in motion for MLW to to kind of explode. They get the Vice TV deal, and ever since then, it's been like, okay, we're we're they're on hiatus again, which is like useless. Why have a live show? Why have a live battle riot to determine a number one contender if you don't even have like? Why are they wrestling at NWA seventy three? What the fuck? Yeah, I have no idea, man. But also, since we're talking about Broad for a second, I thought about him and Impact, and the first thing that came to my mind just made me excited for the possibility is him versus Dory. Him oh, versus yeah. Joe Dory would probably be such a classic. Yeah, him and Joe Doring will be fun. Him working again, that, that would be a good first rivalry for him, is getting in there and and having a feud with Violet by Design. I think that would be a great way to bring him in and introduce him to the Impact Wrestling crowd. Why not have him fight guys like Rhino, Joe Doring, Diener, like all of that. I don't know when uh, EY can get back in the ring. Like, absolutely, that's a great first feud for him in Impact Wrestling. But... Uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm excited for all the all the possibilities if he goes to Impact. Plus, if he goes to Impact, they also have that Forbidden Door thing. He yes, could be New Japan because like I can't see him wrestling anyone good in AEW. In all honesty, because they're all small dudes who can't really work big guy style. Yeah, but even uh, Lucha Soros works small man. But even thinking, and, you, well, you don't want to see Miro versus Braun. I know they're two WWE uh, guys. I, I mean, I'd even want to see Kenny versus Braun. Uh, <laughs> You think uh, Kenny could bring a great match out of Braun like that? I I, I watch Kenny and Rich Swan have a great match, so I don't know. I mean, that's I, a good again. He's he can work smugglers. I don't know when I've seen Kenny work guy who's like twice his size like that and bring a great match out. Wow, good point. I can't think of any Kenny who make. I mean Jericho. I mean Jericho's bigger than Kenny, but I don't like I don't know. About like, two times like Braun. Like uh, I don't Giant. know. I haven't watched enough Kenny Omega matches to kind of know the right answer to this riddle. Yeah, so let's look it up. We have time. What are we doing? Yeah. We're doing this is three hour bleeds, isn't it? Tech? Yeah, this is what everyone wants. Everyone wants us to talk yeah. about wrestling for three hours. Yeah, they all want to watch Braun Strowman or they all want to watch Kenny Omega versus a big guy. Kenny Omega yes. versus Big Man. Did he ever fight Bad Luck Fale? That's a big guy. I don't think that would have happened since like he left Bullet Club at that time when he would have fought somebody in there because I don't think he's ever fought against. Sammy Callahan's pretty big. They had a match. <laughs> Sammy Callahan is as big as Braun Strowman. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that makes sense. I think Sammy and Kenny had a really good fucking match. Um, they did, but that's also a death match. Let's take a look at this. Braun wouldn't work that This is Kenny in Deep South, I think, right? Like when he was... Drew Jones. The big, rough-and-tough football player from Columbus, Georgia. Giving it a like. The guy that says, yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy with the multicolored rainbow tights. Well, Crew Jones, in the rainbow that Kenny Omega has cast for you, there's not going to be a pot of gold or leprechaun at the end. Oh, no. Oh, no. There's going to be a big, fat loaf of sliced bread and a dirty, stinky, deep south wrestling canvas that you're going to lay on for the count. Of one, two, three. I don't know. That wasn't that bad. I was expecting way worse. I don't know why. Was it, was Maddie that Spice. was a shitty promo. That was. T- I was going to ask. Him, I, I wanted, good. I wanted to ask Maddie Spice because I knew he would like snap me out of it. I don't know why I was watching that kind of like. I guess Kenny Omega wasn't that bad when he was in Deep South. I can't imagine this guy being successful in WWE though. He definitely made the right choice going yeah. somewhere else. He almost signed with WWE back in what. 2016 or 17 like there was that time where the young bucks even said it on jericho's podcast like they all texted each other like i guess we're going to wwe 
and then they kind of you know ah oh, never mind we're not gonna do that. Uh, yeah. They, they had a lot more freedom. Uh, WWE was not gonna allow them to have the freedom that they had. But I don't know. Can I make it not that bad? And he needs to have matches with big men anyway. So let's see him have a match with Braun Strowman. It's okay to have a bad match once in a while, Gino. Jeez. Give Kenny Omega a fucking break. He's supposed to be the best bout machine. He's supposed to prove himself every match. Yeah, but Ric Flair can have a good match with Braun Strowman. Like, are you telling me Kenny Omega is not actually... Him and Moose had a good match. Moose is big. I don't think Moose is as big as Braun. Let me... Are you still up, Braun? Say that, say that again, Maddie. He's just going to talk about how he isn't Braun Vic, how he isn't Braun Vic. Yeah, Braun like, is a giant. That's not, why. Yeah, but Moose is like 6'6", six, six, isn't he? He's a fucking big guy. You're being you're being a height supremacist right now. You're Like, if you're not Braun, you're not big enough. Like, you're worse than Vince. If you, compare the two, if you compare the two styles, it's different. When you see a Braun match, you see a Moose match. If Braun wore undies, he probably looked like Moose, and if he was black... Like I, I don't know why you think there's that much of a difference. Like, are, do you have their? If you were on these and did blackface, you wouldn't be able to tell them apart. They would be twinsies. Like, do you have the tail of the tape yet for me, Gino? Let me pull it up. I'm bringing it up on the screen here. Braun Strowman, Adam Schur. Uh, of course, this is all build bullshit. He's billed at 385 and he's 68. Now let's look up Moose. 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 Do you think Swole just stole that from Moose? Moose. Moose. Maybe, actually. Yeah, no, I'm saying it out loud. Moose is 6'5", 300. So, yeah, he has like 100 pounds less. But, yes. but I don't know. He's still he's still a good wrestler, Gino. I don't know why you hate him. Moose. Are. I don't hate him because I think Moose should be world champion everywhere he goes. I don't know why you don't like Moose. I don't get that. I thought we all like Moose. We were all pissed we all off. Should. Gino hates Gino's the only Moose hater I never met. How? That's how, why Eli Drake stole the fucking belt from him. That piece. How are we? Awesome like, remember how mad I was when Rich Swan beat Moose? Like I, I'll never. <laughs> everyone got to hear my disappointment when Moose lost that match to Rich Swan. Rich Swan was the greatest heel of Impact Wrestling's history because yeah. I hated that fucking guy as the champion. Having said that, I think he might be number eighteen on the TWFS one hundred. Because you really got to think, how many guys have been 205 Live Cruiserweight Champion and also Impact World Champion? That list might just have one name on it, Gino. That's true, and it's just yeah, Okay, rich. can you even name three 205 champions? Uh, yes. En- Enzo Amore and Tony Nese. Did you know Enzo Amore wrestled in 205 a lot? What? That's, he, that was his show for a while. Like, No offense to Enzo, but I remember one of the openings of 205 Live was one of the worst openings of a television show I've ever watched. Because it was like him and Drew Gulak and like Arya Davari, and they were like a little faction or like a a stable. And it was really cringy and terrible, and I was very shocked that it was allowed to happen on a a service that I paid for, WWE Network. Like I couldn't believe that that was being put on my face. So, you know what? Let's ride off into that glorious, glorious sunset. We've talked wrestling for two hours. We, we watched videos of Af- Afghanistan getting fucked up by a terrorist organization for 20 minutes. But it's time to ride off into that sunset. Gino, you, your breathing is very audible. Do you know why? I'm not entirely sure how my microphone catches that so well. I need to adjust that a little bit more if I can. Maybe your gain, I would set to yeah. automatic. Maybe your gain's all the way up. Because like, if I turn my gain all the way up, I mean, people can hear every little thing that happens. Where 
was like, why is the breathing so heavy? And I was like, that is kind of <laughs> odd that the breathing is that heavy. So, yeah. like, especially when we were commentating a match, I was like, this is going to be great. We're going to send this into Pat McAfee and like on his show. And then I was, and then he was going to invite me on his show. And then I was going to go, he was going to say, like, we got Ryan Van Vliet on the phone here. And then the whole cr- Boston Connor was going to go, yeah. I was really excited about all that. But the breathing was heavy. So we'll figure it out next yeah. time. But final yeah. thoughts. What do you think? TWFS 100. Give me your last, like, persuasion. Why do I got to put Kojima on this list? Listen, who you really got to put on this list? You got to look at impact. You got to look at some of the greatest in impact. You already got Kurt in there. That's good. Yep, impact. You already got Chris in there. That's good. Original. But here's what you got to do. You got Kenny Omega in there, which is, that's fine. You have someone young, someone new who claims to be the best. Now, if we turn just a little bit to the other side, to the future, just like Kenny Omega, he's showing sides of being the future. Yes, Sammy Callahan. (laughs) <laughs> he's proving himself right now that he could be a future star. Okay, that's enough of Gino for tonight. Sammy Callahan was like my least favorite wrestler for a while, like for a minute. And it's funny that I, I do like him now, but I don't know if Gino's going to be able to persuade me into a uh, a top 100 slot. Matty Spice, uh, we didn't talk much pucks tonight. I do want to actually get with you soon and actually talk about some pucks because I've been listening to – some uh, hockey podcast, and uh, I don't know. Fit and Chicklets. Which one? Fit and Chicklets. That's what I'm gonna listen to now. Is that a hockey podcast? It's the best one. All right. Well, not not anymore because the Vleeties Talking Pucks cast is about to debut next week with Maddie Spice, and we're just gonna break down all things pucks because uh, the off season is is it, like we're in it, but this the next season's coming like real soon. And I'm still on the fence. I don't know if I'm a Ducks fan or a Stars fan. I feel like I'm forever a Ducks fan. Like, that's a team I don't want to ever let go of. Because I did have an honest conversation with you about me being really worried that they're never going to win a cup again. And I kind of like those emotions. I like the misery that comes with liking specific teams. I mean, I'm always going to be a Penguins fan, no matter how many many number one overall draft picks they have, because they suck. Well, don't you live in, like, Tampa or Orlando? Like, don't you live in Florida? Yeah, I live 20 minutes from the Lightning Stadium. So, like, does that ever make you kind of go, like, maybe I'll like the Lightning a little bit? Because, honestly, nope. yeah, you hate the Lightning now that I'm thinking about what I just said out loud. So I don't hate them. I just – the only thing I've ever bought for them was a Chris Kunitz jersey because he was on the Penguins. He was also on the Ducks. So we do have something we can we could bond over is our love for Chris Kunitz – when he was on the Ducks for a cup of coffee back in like what? Forty and oh nine. <laughs> like what? You know? Yeah, that was a minute ago when Chris Kunitz was rocking that black and gold and orange and white. How come the Ducks jerseys look like that? What happened? Like, would you like these all black unis that teams wear? I don't like when teams go all black. Penguins, it's fine because all yellow sounds terrible. But I don't know. The Ducks were never like this all black team, and then they were like, "We can't be Disney anymore. Let's go all black." They should have kept the Disney jerseys. The Disney jerseys were one of the best jerseys ever. Now they have ones that are an abomination. Like I Especially with the logo. Yeah, the foot. Like I mean, I don't mind the foot, but it also is like I'm a fan, so obviously I like the foot. But it is like everybody wants the goalie mask with the duck bill. Like everybody wants that back. We don't need to go back to the eggplant, but even like these orange colors and gold and white and black, if you can somehow – like there's an alternate jersey on NHL 09 that has – the duck bill but it's an orange jersey 
and black pants. I like that more than these solid black unis they wear with the foot on them. Like, I, fuck it. Why? Why is that the logo? And I know we need to get as far away from the Disney thing as possible. But I don't know. I, I feel like that mask was so iconic, and the fans miss it. It's not like we're ever going to miss the, the foot. So I don't know. Maybe we'll get it. Maybe we won't. But we'll save that for talking pucks and spitting chiclets with Maddie Spice and Vleeties. Uh, have a great night, Maddie Spice. Thank you so much for hanging out with me tonight. Don't say your mask got on fire. Don't do that. He tried to jump through that ring. He almost made it. Um, almost made it. That almost ended up on chaotic video, to be honest with you. Him jumping through that ring. For those who don't know what I'm talking about, the Wild Wing definitely didn't fucking make it. What? <laughs> Wild Wing Fire. Oh, I hope it doesn't bring up Buffalo Wild Wings. Because that would be terrible. Wild Wing jumps into a pit of fire. Oh, here we go. Just fucking lands on the fucking flame like an idiot. Thank you so much for coming in and hanging out with me tonight. It was kind of a long one. I know that... I know on Tuesday we, we wanted to go 60 minutes. And everyone's like, Go longer! And then I do have work really early tomorrow morning, but I just was like, there's a lot of wrestling happening. I kind of had a shitty afternoon slash night because of the terrorist attacks. So it was nice to just gossip about. It was nice to do the hot goss with Gino and Maddie Spice, talk some wrestling. We got to get Gino's settings to where we can do those commentaries because I, I would thought that was going to be great. But I did notice, especially during that time, when I would pass it to Gino, I was like, well, I can hear the breath really bad. So if you heard it, it is like ASMR. I'm glad people did run with it, and they understand what I was trying to do. But uh, other than that, thank you guys so much for coming in and hanging out. Uh, let's uh, let's let's have a little bit of a song, and then let's ride off into that glorious sunset, and let's get ready for the weekend fantasy football draft tomorrow for the Grit Iron. It's gonna go down after SmackDown's third hour. Shit's popping off like pop off. I can't fucking wait. See you guys then. Hurry in during Ram Truck Month, where you'll find J.D. Power's number one brand and new vehicle quality in 2021. And right now, get 0% financing for 72 months on the 2022 Ram 1500 Lone Star. For 2021 J.D. Power award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Not compatible with any other offer. 0% APR financing for 72 months equal $13.89 per month per $1,000 finance for well-qualified buyers through Chrysler Capital regardless of down payment. Not all buyers will qualify. See dealer for details. Offer ends 5 22 